Open here on I Like to Movie Movie. My name is Dan Scully. My name is Garrett Smith. We're ripping this open with a bone tomahawk. And a bone tomahawk to you. We are actually coming up on one of our favorite times of the year for movies. Uh, not that the best movies come out, but it's the best time to watch some of the best it's movies. October, it's we're October. There. Horror movies, yes. ghosts, goblins, murderers, witches. Uh, all that shit. All of them. All of it. All of them. And so we welcome you, and uh, thank ah. you guys for listening. Um, as you always know, you should definitely check out our show on iTunes. Subscribe. Leave some reviews. We've yes. got exciting things coming up oh, in the near do. future as we celebrate this month and many awesome things coming oh, up soon. This is my favorite movie month. Oh, it's so good. It w- and what's crazy about this is when we first started this show, yep. you, sir, yes. were not a big fan of horror no. movies, and now you're kind of like a horror zealot. It's like all I do. It's like uh, this, this whole year has just been... <laughs> Been a year of October for me. It's awesome. I'm just horror movie, horror movie, horror. I'm loving it. Well, I, you've you've done the greats. You went yes. through all the Jasons. <laughs> you went through all the Freddies. Uh, well, I'm getting there. I'm, I'm, getting, through I'm the getting through the Freddies. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. you'll get through yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. Um, have you done the Halloween? I got to jump to the Halloween's okay. next. Halloween's got some gems. I've seen the in first it. three. Okay, that's really all you need. Wow, but I'm excited Curse to watch of Michael the crazy Myers ones. is like pretty cool. Yeah, and Paul Rudd's in it. Ooh, cool. So yeah, Paul Rudd actually, I believe, is the first guy to just turn around and deck Michael Myers in the yeah, face. I love it, and he's adorable. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> so, oh, that's one of my favorite things about the old slasher series is there's like great actors that just pop oh, yeah. up in them, and Crispin Glover. Yeah, uh, yep. they just like pop up hey, in these movies. Great actor. <laughs> Looking for that corkscrew, Jennifer Aniston. Oh yeah, uh, she went against the. I believe she was the final girl in Leprechaun. Oh no shit! That's right. Yeah, she uh, was and the, she you was know the you've, one. you've got uh, 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 Kevin Bacon in uh, Friday the Thirteenth Part Three. Not the final girl, <laughs> right? Like, the first guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the, uh, I think that's true. He dies quick in that movie. He's quick. He gets the uh, he lays down in bed and gets, gets the, the spear to his neck, through the chest, yeah. right? Yeah, through the neck, the neck. Yeah, oh, yeah, brutal, brutal. Uh, who else there is? Uh, there's uh, McConaughey I mean, is in uh, the one oh, the uh, Texas Chainsaw Next Generation with Renee Zellweger. Yeah, yeah. Interesting thing about that too is that movie. The reason why nobody ever really saw it, I have. I happen to think it's pretty good. Uh, um, is because both of them were about to blow up. Oh yeah, and their agents shut it just down, pulled it out. They're just like, listen, like, no, it's it's only all right. We can, <laughs> we can. It's not, it's not great. And so they they set that one. Um, yeah, there's there's a bunch. Oh, uh, I love Dennis it. Hopper in Texas Chainsaw oh, yeah. too. Although he was, this is like post New Hollywood Easy yeah. Rider shit. So For he's sure. still there. Yeah, there's. It's it's amazing, and and what's cool about it is now you watch stuff and go, who's who's it gonna be? Yeah, who's gonna be the person yes. that that jumps out of this? I'm trying to think of a good example of somebody. Well, like uh, right now, currently, I would say like Micah Monroe is a pretty good example oh, yeah. of she someone that made came it up to from, uh, Independence Day two. Yeah, exactly, uh, and that was pretty quick too. It was you know it follows the guest and boom, Independence Day two. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think she's someone that you know uh, hopefully will have a, a pretty decent career and we'll be able to talk about that. Like ah, oh, remember when she was in It Follows? And, yeah. Uh, you know. Uh, which which is pretty cool, um, but uh, yeah. I want, is there anybody else that uh, that's in new horror that seems like somebody that will? Uh... Well, I mean, we forgot the biggest one of all oh, from all time, Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh <laughs> my was, god! She went from Scream Queen yep. to legit to Scream Queen to legit. Yeah, it's, and I think it's she's wild. back to being a Scream Queen in a show called Scream yeah, Queen. Yeah, she's in Am Scream right Queens. About that? Yep, yep. Well, and that's that's the gag. Yeah. It's great. Yep. And her mom was the uh, shower victim in Psycho, Janet Lee. So it's like, yeah. The, what's cool about horror is it's almost like a fret. Like, yes, you you are a legacy if you go through. You know, like that yeah. is, uh, 
Nev Campbell's always got a job in a slasher movie. She wants <laughs> it for real. She's, uh, I mean, unfortunately not in many other places, but sure. she will always have a job because of Scream. Because of Scream, and yeah, she can do it. Yeah, that's a. Uh, I, I did PA on a on like a like a shitty local horror movie. Oh, really? And her brother was the star. <laughs> oh, really? Like it just bleeds that far. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's brought him tea. Yeah. That's fascinating. Uh, the, the the thing that I think has like captured my imagination about it is it's like not only is it a genre where it just feels like there's always new ideas and I don't always feel that way about other movies when I'm watching them. Uh, I feel like every horror movie I watch, there's something, even if it's the worst movie I've seen, there's something, there's a spark of something in it that I'm like, Absolutely. Oh, that is fascinating that it's funny or it's weird. I think or it it's, comes you know. from the, the big question of horror movies is why? Yeah. Yeah. Why do we watch them? Right. You know, why do I want to watch someone get ripped apart while her titties fall out? <laughs> why, why do I want that? It, uh, it, it doesn't even sound good yeah. when I say it, but like it is essential. No. And there's something about it either it you know it taps into the animal nature or something. Yeah. But as a filmmaker, because it taps into this kind of sordid thing, yeah, you have free reign to kind of try something. Yeah, you know you can take a big risk because if it fails, you're hiding behind. Well, you know it's fucking yeah, weird. It's a you know, movie. it's weird. What would you want? You yeah. Know? And so then you end up getting these moments of like you know like a Halloween or an yeah. It Follows yeah. or a Shining where you're like. This is classy, or something big happened. Well, there's also, I think, because uh, because of the nature of horror being this thing, like you said, where it's like, I don't know why I want to watch a topless teenage girl get stabbed in the chest. I have no idea. It works every time. But because that's what is working about that genre, and that's sort of what it spins through, it's going through those kinds of uh, scenes and things, uh, what you end up with is smart filmmakers that go, well, there's a reason people like that. And we can like we can actually make a movie that opens that up. And I think horror tends to, at least in the you know these two years I spent like digging into horror, I'm finding like some of the most interesting metaphors in movies and some of the mm. most interesting stories that are not about what you what you think you're watching. You know what I mean? Like a movie mm. that is not at all about the slasher that you're watching. Well, that's what I think. Um, I revisited It Follows this weekend. I fi- finally got the girlfriend oh, to sit down yes. and watch it. What did she, she think? She loved it. Yes, um, it's classy as shit. One of the things about that movie that I think we stumbled across was. A lot of the problems that everyone had with the movie is you have this great concept and we didn't really get to see it in a classic slasher sense. Right. Which, you know, sure, I'd, I'd, I'd watch that movie that uh-huh. you're proposing. Yeah. But what we ended up getting is this movie that is really about maturity. And it's this very, very, very strong and visceral look yeah. at how maturity is good but responsibility comes with it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this, this your mortality and recognition yes. of that comes with it. You're not going to get that in a movie without being didactic, right? But in horror, you you slide it behind the the fuck ghost, <laughs> and it becomes something you know really really big. That's really true, actually. Horror allows you to sort of be really on the nose without really without an audience kind of going like, ah, come on, like you couldn't oh, yeah. fucking be a little smarter about the way you wrote this. You could think nothing about it follows, right? And just watch it and go neat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but at the same time, there's this sly message stuck behind. Yeah. Whereas if there was a movie just called like Growing Up, <laughs> would be like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it wouldn't work the same. Well, it was called Boyhood, and I think it won an Oscar. Yeah, yeah. that was a good movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that was a good someone's whole life to watch <laughs> in the exact amount of time it took to film it. <laughs> yeah, man, I, I wasted my whole life watching Boyhood. <laughs> uh, no, it was a good movie. Yeah, uh, but yeah, love, I just love. I I love I love that about horror movies. It's like, they, and then the other thing is they've given me a real appreciation for. Um, I almost don't even want to say. Bad, I don't even want to use the term bad movies at all anymore. Like, horror has given me this appreciation for, like, yeah, even the worst movies often have something redeeming about mm. them or something interesting about them, or they're just not working for me. 
Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? It's like, well, it, like it alters that scale a little. Yeah. Bit, where you go, okay, I see what you've got. It might not be my flavor, but right. I'm picking it up. Yeah. I think, honestly, one of the reasons why I end up loving every movie is because growing up, that's what I watched was horror. Right. Yeah. Uh, I used to be so fucking terrified of movies, uh-huh. and then I ended up embracing them. Uh-huh. And now I like them all because it's like, yeah, I, I could get mad at this drama, <laughs> right. but I also love Beyond Reanimator. Dude, so it's like you know where, where where where's the line? I wrote a review. Any objectivity that I can put in there? No. Did you see my review of Hunt for the Wilder People? Oh no, no. But it's I'm glad you loved it. That movie was great. So right? fu- it's my favorite movie this year. Yeah. And like hands down, far it is the best thing I've seen this year. I fucking loved it. Uh, but I wrote, I kept referencing Gods of Egypt in my review. I kept, oh. <laughs> I kept being like, uh, I kept being like, boy, even in the year with the knowingly stupid Gods of Egypt, yeah. I just didn't think anything could, you know, beat my enjoyment for it. And then along comes Sam Neill getting shot in the ass. Who knew that's all yep, it would take yep. to overtake it? Best but, character in that movie, the cop lady chasing oh, him down. Oh God, she's brilliant. Fantastic. That's like a grand comic performance that cannot be matched. I love the woman that plays the uh, the foster oh, mother. Yeah. yeah, housebound. Exactly. Yes, yeah. I, she's fantastic too. But I, uh, I, I ended up in the end of my review right like another gods of egypt pun and i had to in parentheses behind it go like i have got to stop making this comparison it is invalidating all of my opinions <laughs> no it's not <laughs> it's double validating yeah now i'll challenge you to this um hunt for the wilder people is easily in my top five yeah. it's probably not going to get shaken yeah but swiss army man already just saw got it. digitally released yeah saw it oh you, you watched it yeah oh what'd you think uh i didn't like it as much as hunt for the wilder okay. people but i did really like it that movie i today i was listening to the score at work yeah. once again it made me cry really I really love good love that movie i don't think anything's gonna knock it yeah but wilder people's close that yeah 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 damn good it, movie. wilder people made me cry a bunch mm. and a swiss army man didn't get me there and not that a movie needs to do that to mm. be but i like really connected with hunt for the wilder people in a way Boy. that i was a little bit at, uh, at a distance from uh, uh yeah yeah um, you watch know Boy, because Boy is... I want to check that out. It's, it's semi-autobiographical. Oh, interesting. Psycho yeah. um, about him growing up, mm-hmm. but it's it's a story about kids and their dead. Yeah, awesome. I love... Nothing you know how much I love make, that. can make yeah. a man go like that. Uh, it's, I, it's I, I love father-son stories. Yeah. It's one of my favorite things. It's good, and it's fucking funny, and yeah. stay through the credits. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that, but uh, it was the third act of Swiss Army Man that actually kind of threw me. I was like really on board for it, and the third act... Uh, the more I wrestle with it, I I I I know what it's. I, I feel like I uh, I I hate. I'm gonna sound like a douche, but I feel like I get it. Mm. Like I I understand. He's making air quotes. To <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He says get it. Uh, I understand. I think like what the point of the end is and what uh, it is supposed to say about him as a character and things like that. But it it made me really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Like the uh, and I think that was probably intentional to some extent. Uh, but I I did ha- I I really rubbed up against it in a way that kind of hurt the overall effect of the movie for me. I can see that. Yeah, because I on initial viewing I had that issue with it because this is the least trustworthy narrator I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. You don't know what's happening. Right. And it's you know as you're watching and you're questioning his mental state right. and what's going on. At the very end, I was like, "What's going on here?" Um, Spoiler alert for 15 seconds. Sure. So just fast forward, click your little button twice, yep. and we're good to go. I was like, I don't know how I feel about this until the dad smiled. Okay, yeah, and I then did. I went, oh. I had that moment, too. I see what's happening. I had that and moment, then too. it became like, you can't even touch this for me. <laughs> so it's like, but I, I get exactly what Yeah, yeah, from. yeah, yeah. Once um, that happened, I went, oh, I don't, I don't trust right. anything here. And yeah. What is so good about it is it's a Swiss Army movie. Yes. It can be whatever tool you need it to be for yes. your mood and that should be impossible uh dude that was the thing i wrote in my review that blew my mind is there are scenes in that movie where i was experiencing 
nine emotions at the same time, mm-hmm. which is very realistic to how I think we actually experience emotions. But we're not used to watching movies that way. Movies are usually pretty direct. Mm-hmm. They they want us to know exactly how that guy feels right now, so that we can feel it with him. So that blah blah blah. And this was like really, it was creating these scenarios where parenting was becoming partnering, was becoming coupling, and they were layering all of the like I was having these emotional and, and reactions. Up yeah, 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 yeah. Growing up, yeah. and I was having all of these emotional reactions to all of those things, kind of like simultaneously. And that was very impressive to me. I, I've never had a movie make me feel like Swiss Army Man made me feel. But I also had to write my review that that was another thing that was actually troublesome for me, only in that that was very reminiscent of how anxiety makes me feel. Mm-hmm. And when I get anxious, that's what it is. It's like this conflation of emotions where I, oh, yeah. I, I don't really know how I feel and, and everything feels the same and different. And I started experiencing that just from watching the movie because it was m- making me experience so many things at once. You would do well to listen to the score? Yeah. First off, it's just great it's, music. It's great. But the same thing happens every time I'm listening to it. And I can't chisel the cheese off my face because I'm so happy and I'm ready to burst into tears yeah. because I'm freaking out. Yeah. It, and it's it's completely this duality yeah. that happens every fucking time. That's so interesting. I listen to it like every day because I <laughs> yeah. love it. Uh, it's a, it's the Manchester Orchestra, dude, Manchester right? Orchestra, yeah. Yep. Yeah. yep. With with a little help from Paul Dano and oh, yeah. uh, Daniel Radcliffe. Oh, I, dude, and the Rednecks, Cotton Eye Joe, <laughs> and John Williams' uh, Jurassic Park. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I have to say I, that is the best Daniel Radcliffe performance of his career. I mean, I, once again, I'm I'm going nepotistic now because yeah. I just have the boner for this movie. Yeah, and it points north. <laughs> is is just I think that. If there is a god in the cinematic world, best actor, best supporting actor between either of those yeah. two has to happen. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen a performance like that. I, I, I was wild. floored by the two of them, definitely. And, and oh, their yeah. chemistry and their relate it was just so interesting and so real, mm-hmm. even though everything about it is so unreal. You know what I mean? Um, but I but specifically for Radcliffe, where it's like Dano, it's like, well, I already like Dano. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and but I, I will say it was a very unique performance for him. It was it was also unlike anything I've ever seen him do. But it was good, you know, it was good the way I like Dano. I, I like Dano. I think he's good. Radcliffe, I've always been kind of I don't know how I feel I don't know if I like that dude. I can't tell if he's a good actor or not. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how I feel. It was the first time I was like, I love this guy. Like he was you can great tell he puts in the work in that movie. He's very serious about it. Yeah. He puts in the work. Yeah. He was really good in that. Uh Anyway, that so that was a anyway, nice little recap of. So of speaking what, of Halloween, yeah, hit me. Um, no, so what we're what we're talking about today is, um, as you know, we're we're both pretty big fans of uh, of Adam Wingard. Yes, and uh, he and Simon Barrett are the creative minds behind Your Next, uh, the guest. Uh, horrible. Actually, uh, it's called pop, Horrible Way to pop Die. Skull. Pop Skull. Horrible Way to Die. Is I haven't seen that yet. Great. I got to see it. I fell asleep watching Pop Skull because I watched it many years ago while I was way too high to be watching <laughs> movies at like two in the morning. Uh-huh. So I don't remember it, but yeah. uh, I'm sure it's I'm sure it's at least yeah. great. Uh, also, the producers of the VHS movies. Yes. Uh, yes. And they've they've put together they some did. of the Q shorts is for them. for Quack. In um, I got to see that. In, <laughs> it's pretty wild. Yeah. And I think that was ABCs of Death One. Um, yeah. And so there's. They're a they great the little filmmaking team. Yeah, it's just a solid thing. Then they clearly have a reverence for horror. Oh, yeah. So earlier this year, they announced, uh, I think it was actually last fall, they announced that they were doing a movie called The Woods. The Woods. And The Woods was just going to be their next collaboration. Yep. And then two months ago, I yep. guess it was, at Comic-Con. San Diego Comic-Con, The Woods premiered. And about five minutes into it, the audience was like, wait a minute, this is a Blair Witch movie because they're yep. talking about the Blair Witch and they're naming Blair Witch characters. Yep. And as that happened, the internet went alight as they edited 
updated the poster. They uh-huh. filled in the dead space with the Blair Witch stick figure. Uh-huh. They released the new title. It is called Blair Witch. Uh- it is officially Blair Witch Part 3. Yes. Uh, which uh, I got to say, I, I like that marketing gimmick a lot, actually. It's cool. Well, I, I think it ties into oh, yeah. the first one. You know, it's a good movie in its own merits, but part of why it was so successful was because they tried some new marketing tweak. They almost started they tried to do viral it. marketing or yeah. alternate reality marketing, which is another thing they do. Like the 10 Clover, the, the Cloverfield movies yep. always have those ARG campaigns. It's, mm-hmm. you know, they, they, I mean, they probably didn't start it, but that was one of the first uh, big, caught. big, huge pop culture version well, of that you, look you know later there was when paranormal activity came out yeah that movie was coming out everywhere no matter what yep. but when it first came out it was like text the theater yeah and let them know that you want to see this like they were still you know biting into that zeitgeist yeah. of this isn't big but it could be we with can your make help we can yeah. make it big yeah now when you saw the first blair witch project yes. were you convinced that it was real or I, did you know i was not but here's why i saw it i'm i think i was 12 okay. i'm pretty sure Twelve yeah, or thirteen, probably about fourteen or fifteen. So it seems right. Yeah, I knew it was fake, uh, mostly because well, common sense dictates that if we had death footage, it wouldn't be a fun time at the multiplex. Of course, yep. Uh, I think I was just too young to even have that kind of thought process about it. I think I was just young enough to had somebody tried to convince me of it, I would have been like, "Oh my god, they killed kids and put it in a movie theater." You know what I mean? Uh, but the Here's my thing. I was not a ho- I've never been a horror fan and I was yeah, yeah. still at the age where I hadn't really seen any horror. I had maybe maybe seen Halloween at this point, but probably not. I think that might have come after Blair Witch for me. I had maybe seen The Shining, but again, I, I actually think that might have come after this too. This literally might be the first horror movie like I really sat down to watch mm. uh, other than maybe like some Stephen King TV movies and, and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like th- mm-hmm. I think this might have been one of the first for me. So, uh, I remember when it came out in theaters, and I remember everybody talking about this real movie that's coming out, but that it was a horror movie, so I just ignored it. Yeah, like yeah, I, yeah. I remember going like, oh shit, they put a real movie out, and just putting it out of my brain. So I think by the time, I saw it when it came out on VHS. Okay. So by that time. I remember my dad took me to see it, because I begged him. Yeah. And he hated it. Oh, he no. One of those, he's like, all they do is scream yeah. and shake the camera, and like, I loved it, but uh-huh. I couldn't gush, because yeah. I was like, oh, we're on different yeah, pages. Yeah. You're my ride. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it's. I like the idea that your dad would have left you behind. No, no, he wouldn't have left me behind. But I mean, I didn't know that. I was was still scared of him at this point. Uh, I I remember loving it, but it was like right when I was starting to become a movie nerd. Yeah. So even now, I question whether I loved it or whether I knew it was the thing to love. Yeah, yeah. Which says a lot about where it was at that point. For sure. This is definitely right when the internet started being a thing. Just the beginning. Um, Right, because this was 1999, which I actually brought up. The summer of 99 is a huge movie year. Oh, really? uh, Oh, Matrix, right? Yeah. Matrix. uh, Eyes Wide Shut. Whoa. Um, There's a bunch of stuff. I have a whole list. I put the Wikipedia. Holy shit. That was considered like the year at the movies. Yeah. uh, Until the year of like There Will Be Blood. Right, right, right. No Country. Which was like 2008. It was like, you know, 18 years later. Yeah. And so. 18 years later was like 10, 10 years later. There's a, yeah, Eyes Wide Shut, uh, All About My Mother. That was a, a, oh, yeah. a Moldavar's a big thing. American Beauty, mm-hmm. South Park, mm-hmm. Iron Giant, Toy Story 2, which is Holy huge shit, in its own way. Yeah. Um, Being John Malkovich, wow. The Sixth Sense, Fight Holy Club, shit. Magnolia, Star Wars Episode One. Oh, my God. Um, the Mummy, which was huge at the yeah, time. Yeah, it was. Uh, the World Is Not Enough, yeah. Austin Powers 2. Oh my god! All like huge, and that's all summer. That's not even just the year nineteen ninety nine, or that's just the year nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, I, I mean, some of them aren't huge, but I'm like ten things I hate about you. Yeah, that's Thirteenth Warrior. Yes, Eight Millimeter. Yeah. Um, 
Oh my God! There's now I'm just going through them. American Pie. Oh uh, yeah, Analyze Jesus, this. Jesus. Um, <laughs> any given Sunday. Holy cow! So there, it was just a big that's a crazy year. For year good yeah, movies. that is crazy. Baby geniuses. <laughs> uh, I saw that one in theaters, uh, which tells you how you know really where I was in my movie watching when Blair Witch Project came. I, mm. I did see Baby Geniuses in theaters. I was still right on that blue cu- streak. I, I saw that in theaters. I was, Boondock Saints. I, dude, I was still right on the cusp. Bow finger. Oh, I love my finger. <laughs> I was still right on the cusp of like still kind of enjoying movies for kids, kind yeah. of really getting into movies and wanting to see more adult movies. You know what I mean? I was like right there. Uh, so I didn't see it until it came out on VHS. So by that time, I knew it was fake. You know what I mean? Holding a VHS tape of it. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like at that time, like I know it's fake. It terrified me. This movie scared the shit out of me. Like, I remember so distinctly how absolutely out of my mind I was while I was watching this. I was so scared the whole time. Well, you said something interesting, and and I think this is a a valid point to bring up. One of the things that is so notable about The Blair Witch Project is the reason why it could be real, Uh whereas, like, paranormal activity and them couldn't, is that nothing supernatural happens in it. At the end of the day, they could have just tripped and fall. The, these, they could be fucked with by locals. But yep. then what you said was, having not seen it uh-huh. in so long, you had a different memory. I of did. It. So I watched it the day before I saw Adam Wingard's movie for the first time in 17 years. However, it's been since 2000 or whenever it would have come out on VHS. That's how long it's been since I've seen it. I only saw it that one time. I distinctly remember that the last shot of the movie is of the witch. Mm-hmm. I very, very specifically I, I know what she looks like. I remember, like, it, it, it happens for a second, but I, I remember it distinctly that the last, you see him in the corner, he's Adam, I think, I can't remember the character's name. You, uh, uh, Mike. That was Mike, yeah. You see Mike in the corner, uh, Heather shouts at Mike, shouts, 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 and then as the camera kind of, like, turns, we see the witch for a brief second before it takes Heather out and Heather's camera falls. I remember it distinctly. It scared the shit out of me. I could tell you uh, she had the hair on her body, the way they describe her in the game. Like, I remember what she looks like. That doesn't happen in this movie. It's not in the movie at all. It never happens in this movie. Literally nothing supernatural. I spent 17 years believing there's a witch at the end of Blair Witch. It doesn't happen. That's how a that's so that I that is the most effective thing I could think of. Well, it's Hitchcock's thing is always what what's what you don't show is what's scarier than what you do show. And, um, We'll get into this when we get to the third yeah. one, because that's a tough line to walk yes. when you're trying to update it. Um, you have to show something. I think so. But the key is to show as little as possible. Because, you know, to 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 update the Blair Witch and not show anything would be to remake the movie. Exactly. No one wants that. Yep. To go just full-on explicit and show everything would be Book of Shadows, and yep. that was shit. It was terrible. And so there's, you know, there's a very fine line to walk. But yep. we'll get there soon. We yeah. will. One of the things that... Uh, that that's what separates that from all other found footage to me. I agree. Is that there is no, I mean, except for a uh, Willow Creek. I Bob haven't Katz, seen that uh, yet. I really want to see the that. Blair Squatch project. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's the same thing. Yep. It could just be people. Oh, I love off. that. I, uh, I got to see it. It's cool. It's I mean, it's it's almost so much like the Blair Witch yeah, project. Yeah, it's almost for not beat. worth seeing it. It's good though. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's definitely it's it's worth watching. That's cool. You know? But you know, it's not a troll hunter where there's just <laughs> yeah, giant trolls everywhere. That. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. But you know, yes. there's there's a, there's a line between. So nothing supernatural happens. Yeah. So I can see why a lot of people outright rejected my dad outright rejected yeah, right. Blair Witch when it came out because it was like nothing happens in this movie. I don't want real. Right. Show me a fucking witch. Yep. That's why I'm at the movies. Mm-hmm. That's why I wanted to go see a movie, was to be scared by something that couldn't really happen to me. You know now, what I mean? to credit Blair Witch Project, yep. is I revisited it in anticipation of the new one, and 
watching it, knowing that it's fake, yep. knowing exactly what happens, having seen it probably six, seven times in my life up until now, probably a decade gap. Scary as shit. Oh, yeah. I was sitting at home alone in my apartment. I'm 32. Lights were on, and I was terrified. Dude, I remember literally clutching the bottom of my chair because I knew I was going to get up and run. Yeah. I, yeah. I like had to keep myself in my seat while I was watching it. And I was in my I was just in my bedroom. Oh yeah. I had like headphones on. I was just watching it. That's, that's I did the thing that happens anytime I watch a scary yeah. movie. Lights are out, headphones are on. Yeah. I start getting freaked out. So yeah. I unplug the headphones and I just use the computer yeah. speaker. And then the lights go on. Yeah. And then I'm sitting up and now it's on my lap yeah, as yeah, opposed yeah. to my face. Yeah. I don't know why each of these layers adds just yeah. enough artifice a little between more comfort. me and the movie. Yeah. But that's you know, even knowing it's fake, the fact that it's that real to me that I have to keep building totally. this wall, that's fucking cool. You know what it is? I, I, and I, I, now having spent 17 years seeing other found footage movies and seeing the ways that people use the concept and almost try and cheat the concept so that they can kind of make more of a quote-unquote movie but still have it be found footage and blah, 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 which, you know, there's even arguments to be made about the new one with that and stuff. But the, the verisimilitude in... The Blair Witch Project is insane. No one has ever committed to found footage like oh, yeah. they did. There are entire sequences of that movie that visually are fucking garbage. Oh yeah, you are not watching anything. You are you're you're seeing sometimes you're seeing literal blackness because somebody is like holding the camera against like their side while they're yelling at somebody else, mm-hmm. or you're just seeing a shoe because because what's happening in the actual scene, if we want to buy into the reality of the movie, is two people are really having an argument. Mm-hmm. They don't give a shit that they're framing something to be used for the documentary later because they wouldn't. They're like actually upset. They're actually terrified. They're actually having an argument. Mm-hmm. No one has ever committed to found footage know like they that. Have to do- well, that that's actually something that that you could say they they fixed. I'm using air quotes that they yes. fixed uh, for Paranormal Activity was right. the these are people specifically documenting yeah. with a tripod, and so that's a great way to hold on to. Mm-hmm. You know, the conceit without breaking it. Yes. It's something really interesting about Paranormal Activity. Have you ever seen the original ending? Uh, I think I did, actually. Wildly superior. Because what happens in it is the guy goes downstairs. Oh, right, yeah. And she kills him off camera. Right. Then comes upstairs, sits on her bed, and, uh, you know, and they do that thing where they fast forward the camera for a couple days. Yeah. And she sits there just holding the knife for, like, two days. Right. And then the cops show up, and she's like, I don't know what happened. Right. They have her... Put, they're trying to get her to put down the knife, but she's too freaked out. Yeah. So, boom, she gets executed. But it was Spielberg right. who had purchased this and said, that's that's great, but you got to have a pop. Right. And so they added the... Yeah, instead. right, yeah. And, of course, that opens it up to sequels mm-hmm. since she's not dead and all that. But I think that that decision came from a post-Blair Witch world, which You're was probably like, right. we've done seen the whole, maybe it's real, maybe right. it's not. Let's go big. Yeah, let's, you know? and let's hit where this. where it's an inferior ending... Uh, I think in a vacuum, uh-huh. it ends up being the superior ending for the length of the series. Certainly. For having the theater leave with a pop. Oh, yeah. A little know? bit and of charge. That's the key. And the, yep. uh, with, with Blair Witch, that is what gave it its legs. Right. Was that pop. Yep. And so in order for found footage to really work in a big mainstream level, you need that. You got to have it. And I think that Blair Witch will always be, I mean, the Blair Witch Project will always yes. be the rubric by which we totally we do, by which we, uh, we do that. Well, they also achieve something crazy there, which is they get to have their pop without having to have it be an explicitly supernatural one. Yeah. Once again, you know what I mean? It's like that is really why that movie works. It's that commitment to it being found footage. So it really feels like it's real. Even when you're seeing it 20 years later, knowing it's fake, it still feels real. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that just that commitment to like, 
you could t- if you want. Yes, this is supernatural shit, or it's not. Yeah, or it's just a bunch of hicks in the woods yep. fucking with them. Yep. But you know, we've all been in the woods at night, presumably. It is so realistic. It's terrifying. To that. It captures that perfectly. Oh yeah. And another thing about it too is that this is probably the last found footage movie because it's not the first. No. But it's the last found footage movie in which it's filmed. Um, oh, interesting. They shot it on yep. a DV camera, on yep. a, you know, like the, sorry, like SVHS. They shot mm-hmm. it on tapes. They shot it. They had a reel to reel. Yep. You know, and they actually use that for a certain effect. There's a black and white camera, dude. There's a sound camera. There's one without sound that has the attached. Microphone. Well, and that ending with the the uh, mic is carrying. Oh, he's got the he's sound. got the she's sound, got the visual, and she's yeah. got the vi- that is it's brilliant, awesome. That wouldn't happen anymore, and that's actually one of the problems that I think they ran into with Blair Witch. Is that they had this wealth of cameras that yeah. it almost you almost couldn't help but to feel like they were underused. Yeah. Yeah. And so being the last thing that was shot on film, like now it's like, hey, look, I found a DV drive in the woods. <laughs> but something there's something real about it. I found a fucking ammo box filled with tape. Yeah. Let's let's cut it up. Let's yeah. see what happens. Let's see what's there. That feels so much more real, yep. even knowing that it's fake. Yeah. And and that adds to the lore of it. You know, if uh, you know, it's it's like, oh, we we dug up this mummy. We found a scroll. We mm-hmm. found this stuff. We found fucking tape. Yep, that's gone. That won't happen again. Right. And so, even now, in hindsight, that weird quaintness about it, yeah. makes it more real. Makes it more of a folk tale. Yes, it gives it that. that well, Neil, I, I I actually didn't realize this when I was rewatching it. Um, I had to like look it up later. But I guess the movie itself takes place in 1994. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's also devoid of references to the internet, to yeah. all of the modern things that even in 1999 were starting to happen and and could have been referenced. None of it is. It's it's all well, very it came from that whole like it's like a black the black tapes. Yes, you know, it's, yeah. It's we we found this, and now that the internet's out, we can share it with the yeah. world. How crazy is that? Yeah. I've gone down many a web hole, just like ooh, astronaut burning to death is it real? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. And just because it's on the internet, and yep. I think it tapped into that as well. Yeah. Uh, you know, the I, internet was new. Like we can get anything, dirty things. Right. You know? And this was one of those like, oh, you want to see something dirty? I've got this tape. Yeah. Yeah, maybe maybe they're dead, maybe they're not. We don't know, but check right. it out. That that was a real thing that even knowing it was fake was was a uh, like a, a reality that you could tap into. Yeah. Can can I tell you what I think is like probably the most undersung thing about the Blair Witch Project? Please do the cast. Oh, they're great. No one ever talks about how truly great all three of them are. That again, that verisimilitude that exists in that movie can exist if they're not believably lost and terrified in the I, woods. I'm gonna throw this out there. Yeah, define verisim- oh, verisimilitude. Oh, uh, Because I always see that yeah. word, and in context, I go, "Yeah, I actually don't think I have a definition it, for it." The <laughs> idea is that you are uh, capturing reality in some way. Okay. So verisimilitude would be any scene in a movie where you connect to it in a way where you're like, "No, that feels real to me." Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's real. Whether okay. that means the scene itself is real, like what I'm using that in Blair Witch Project as literally that feels re- that it's feels like, like real life, you know. It, yeah. But uh, I could say the same thing about like, oh. There's a scene in Swiss Army Man with some real verisimilitude because I really like I really felt the emotion that they were trying to represent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, so it's just some sort of representation of reality that actually feels real to you. Then it's a wildly appropriate word. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's why project. I keep using yeah. it. Yeah. It's it's uh, it's uh, and that's true because the, these were real kids. Yeah. None of them were really actors or anything. No. This was kind of a Heather Donahue. It, I think maybe went on to do some things, and even the tall guy. I think is the funny oh, guy in Hump a, Day, uh, right? Yeah, and he's a he's a producer. Oh, okay. He's produced a lot of stuff. I believe he is actually married to um, 
He's married to to a notable actress. Oh, really? Um, yeah. And then Mike, he's he's not really anything. He yeah, like pops up and stuff. Yeah, but, yeah. But um, yes, they did. I mean, I guess they all got career. But I think you're right. I think at the time, maybe Heather had been in a movie. I don't think the other two. Because um, actually, if you look at Heather Donahue's IMDb, I did this the other day. It's kind of sad. She's only done like a few things since this. Because I think uh, you know the well, they're not really actors. I, I mean, know, the, but the, the key to that success is that they weren't. Yeah. If they did any acting at all. It wouldn't work. Yeah, I don't. You know? I feel like they are. I feel like I think Heather is doing like a really. I mean, like like. She, she's I know you mean they're not like professional like, screen actors. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like the the rawness of yeah it, the fact that that she plays like oh I'm gonna be the next Herzog yeah and does that there is some acting yeah, there, yeah, but yeah yeah it's it's rough around the edges yes, yeah you know and the fact that they really did throw these kids into the woods and yeah. just kind of fucked with them for a mm-hmm, couple days mm-hmm. you know starved them and shit yeah. and you know they knew they were making a movie they knew yeah. none of it was real but. You know, you put enough people in a box, it's oh, yeah. going to get weird. Well, and that's even kind of what the movie's about. It, yeah. Because once oh, you get yeah. to day four, it's like, we put three people in a box, and they've been in the box too long. They're going nuts, mm-hmm. you know? Well, and and now knowing in Blair Witch now, the, yes. the witch's ability to kind of alter reality. Yes. Um, which we'll, we'll definitely oh, we'll get, get there. into, yeah. which is wild. Oh, I love it. Um, that, that is like my favorite I love thing about it. it. Um, spoilers <laughs> from here on Oh, out. yeah, of course. Um None of that is is really part of the first movie when right. it was made, but when you apply that to the first movie, I sense. bet it it's even better. Yeah, because they are lost. Oh, they yeah. they keep running around in circles, which frankly can just happen totally. in the woods. And and um, it makes sense in that movie especially because they're using compasses and yeah. maps and you know all that stuff. It, so yeah, very it's, easy. It's, it's it's real in that sense, but you can still apply the new mythology totally. to it. And that's so, why I think the new mythology is so. We'll get there, but that's yeah, why I think yeah. it's so smart is yeah. because oh. it. Works in the context of the first movie, but does not take anything away from that first movie. I don't think. You know what I mean? I don't think so. I don't think it yeah. takes. If anything, it adds it. Uh, yeah. But you can you can apply it as liberally as you want, yes. or not at all. Yep. Because they they could just be lost and driving themselves yeah. nuts, or they could be unaware that all that reality all is altering around them, yes. and there's no option yes. but to go nuts. Yes. Uh, I, I remember the first time I saw it when Mike throws the map in the river. Yeah. There's a piece of me, like the you know the the fucked up asshole of me, is like, yeah, good, they weren't right. using it anyway, which is the wrong answer, right? But in hindsight, it's like, you know what? I've been just hungry before mm-hmm. and been a real prick about oh, things. Yeah. The, you know, that's just you and then dude, that I'll get. Oh man, if we want to talk about great storytelling, that is like some really good storytelling because it's like. That functions so well, right? It's like, oh, the map is gone. We lost the map. That gets everybody mad at Heather, uh, which is a good plot that like functions very well within the plot because they're already kind of upset with her. Allison so- Pill is married to Oh no shit. Josh. I love Allison Pill. Yep. Uh Scott Josh Pilgrim from Blair Witch Project. Uh uh you know, it, it gets everybody mad at Heather, which is great. That's a good plot machination. They're already kind of upset with her. The idea that now her map is gone and they mm. can finger it on hers. Like, that was a weird thing to say. Uh, they can point their fingers <laughs> at her. It's only weird when you say it. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't even going to go there. Uh, when, they, when they point their fingers at her about that. Uh, but, so you get this, like, great plot serving, right? But at the same time, it's like, I also buy into that guy being mad enough to do that, yeah. right? I also buy into that. That adds to the, the sort of level of crazy they're all about to hit and how mad they are at each other. So it serves multiple plot functions. And it feels real and legit. Yeah. Like, usually when stuff like that happens in horror movies, it's like, of course they threw the map away. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? But it's like, in this one, it's like, yeah, I, I think I might have got mad enough to throw that map away. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like... Brought there. Yeah. That's something, this always fucking kills me. Yeah. Whenever, and it always happens in horror, whenever people go, uh, that's stupid. People wouldn't do that. Have you met people? <laughs> people are illogical. Yeah. People do stupid... Yes. We're about to elect Donald Trump uh-huh. as our president. Uh-huh. 
people do stupid <laughs> things. Uh-huh. It is very easy to believe that someone might run upstairs instead of out the front yes. door. Um, you would hope that in that situation, you would run out the front door as opposed to upstairs uh-huh. when the killer's chasing you. But I've never been chased by a ghost uh-huh. monster before, so I don't know how I'm going to yep. react. That shit drives me nuts because it's it's an invalid criticism, if you ask me. And people are uh, levying that against the new Blair Witch, yeah. uh, particularly the tree sequence. Uh, oh, yeah. And I could very easily rationalize uh, her behavior for you, I think. She There's is, a GPS she, in that thing. Well, uh, Yeah, and she's in full-on panic mode. Her boyfriend is gone. She's lost in the woods. She's sick. She's got an injury. That is salvation. That's yeah. as close as she's going to get. It's she's been in darkness for hours. Yeah. That is as close to salvation as she's going to get. I buy it. Yeah, I'm into it. She's in a panic. She's terrified. And I do buy you want it. her to not go up the tree? Come Dude, on, we're, that's we're watching a movie here. That's such a cool sequence <laughs> in the movie. <laughs> we're trying to watch it's, a movie. Yeah, exactly. Uh, people would want them to just stand there and be like, well, let's wait for help. <sighs> roll credits. Yeah, exactly. I don't want that movie. No. Nope. I want people acting illogically exactly. and fucking things up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's, that's what makes it work. And that's one of the coolest sequences in the movie. That's mm-hmm. a very inventive, cool sequence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, I think it's a... I, how should I put it? Oh, one of the things that they do with that real... Like the... I'm going to mispronounce the word. Verisimilitude. Verisimilitude. I always say verisimilitude. <laughs> you might be the, right, the actually. The emphasis I don't know. there. I, I don't know. The, the veracity of it yeah, is the, uh, the genuineness, the honesty of it. Yeah. They actually end up These mining are synonyms. three character arcs out of it. Yes. Um, the first one is Heather's in control. Yep. She knows what they're doing. She's scouted this whole thing out. Yep. Bing, bang, boom. We're going to get hey, it done. Hey, we'll get home. No and problem. And then we watch that slowly slip away as she realizes not only... Am, am I unable to get these guys out of here? But I actually might even be responsible for yep. you know their downfall. Then we've got Mike, who's just like, hey, it's an opportunity to work, mm-hmm. and you know he's he, he has to quit smoking, uh-huh, through, right? Which yeah, is yeah. really funny. Yeah. Um, you know his arc isn't necessarily as as big, but well, his gets plays, cut a little short too. He he. Well, no, Josh gets cut oh, a Josh short. is that yeah yeah. Um, but the thing is, Mike ends up being both the catalyst to Josh losing his mind because Josh is the reasonable one. Yep. He's always reasonable, but yep. after the map is lost, Josh starts aggressively badgering Heather. Yep. And going ba 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 ba, and that's brought on by Mike's poor attitude. Yep. And that also kicks off Heather's kind of break into shit. This oh, is yeah. bad. All we have are these tapes. I'm, I'm going to apologize into the camera and make the most iconic shot in uh, yeah. horror film history. And, you know? and now she has to trust Mike because he's all that's left. Because he's all that's left. Yep. And, and even him, like he slowly goes from the schlub to the yep. guy who he's really got to act. Yeah. You know, he's he's the one that as soon as he hears Josh's voice, it's like, let's get in the house. Yep. You know, let's go for it. So yep. there are these three really big arcs. And I don't know if you've ever been in a in an emergency situation, uh-huh. even a small one. Yep. It always amazes me what role I fall into. Me too. It's different every time. Yep. But there's been times like where I was robbed, and suddenly I was a fucking action hero. Yeah. I got into it, and I, t- I took care of business. Something turns on inside Something you. Something happens. Yeah. And then there's other times where something happens, and my first thought is, I'm out. Yeah. You know? yeah. And I never know where I'm going to fall. Yeah. And all Fight three of flight, them baby. seem to experience that. Yeah. And I think it's because they literally did capture you know, that natural reaction on film. But, 100%. You know, there is... It, it, I mean, the, the the tales in the editing too. Oh yeah, you know? yeah I mean, yeah. they definitely create some of that. But oh yeah, that is some of that very. <laughs> uh, here's a kind of funny story, but it, it is what for me. It's how I'm able to like I, I get so connected to Blair Witch. It's like why it's so effective for me. Uh, I, for one thing, I was a Boy Scout, so I, I I grew up in the woods. I was camping every weekend. I did a ten day trek through New Mexico with just nice. just in the backpack. You know what I mean? Cool stuff. Uh, uh, but. Getting lost in the woods is a real thing, and it is really scary when you think it's starting to happen. Yeah. Because literally when you – it is that kind of thing. It's like a process. 
You don't just get you don't just find yourself lost. Yeah. It's a process of getting lost. Wait, are we on the right trail? I think we are. You get a little further. I'm, I don't trust this anymore. I don't know how on the right trail we are. Uh, what do I do now? We've been here before. Yes. We're going in circles. Sun yes. starts going down. I can't even see the markings on the trail anymore. It's getting scarier. As the sun goes down, it gets scary. It's like, it's a whole process. It's terrifying. Uh, I did Mushrooms in the Woods with a bunch of comedians a couple uh. summers ago. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, we climbed a mountain. Very high, steep mountain. Came down the mountain. Because everybody was on mushrooms, people were all going at different paces, and eventually all the really athletic people just got out way ahead, went down the path, they were gone, they were back to the campsite, all good. Uh, I was back with the losers that just wanted to keep smoking weed as they slowly went down the mountain, <laughs> and we lost that group who was really the group that knew where they were going, yeah, yeah, yeah. and suddenly we're on the trail, I'm suddenly the de facto leader of this like group of slow pokes you on didn't the want trail. To be there, but you I didn't want, there but I was. <laughs> and we're going down. And there, but there was one other guy who thought he was the de facto leader and was like, "Yeah, hey, I know what trail we need to be on. Let's go." We end up down this trail that I knew immediately. I was like, "I yeah, don't yeah. think this is right. I really don't." And we get further and further and further, and oh, it and, it, and it's chills. becoming more likely that we're on the wrong trail. But nobody wants to believe that, so I'm starting to become the bad guy because I keep saying yeah, like, yeah, yeah. "I really don't think this is right." But now, again, I'm on mushrooms, right? So as the sun starts to go down, that's when I fucking go into like full on. I was like, guys, you uh, have any of you camped before? Sun goes down way faster than you think. It yeah. is going to come the fuck down. We are going to get lost out here. We have to turn around and go back. Now, turns out I was right. We were on the wrong trail. I got us back on the right trail. We're going down the mountain, and everybody is still just fucking slow poking around, coming down the hills, taking forever. It gets cold. It's the snakes come out. Everything, and I'm getting nervous and nervous, and I literally became this crazy asshole. I was like, "We gotta go. We gotta get down this mountain." I'm like screaming at people, and it finally got to the point where nobody, like, I was so maniacal, maniacal, right? Maniacal. I had become such a maniac. That I was like, well, A, there's no going back to being friends with these people. They have completely written me off. And B, I'm not going to die out in the woods with these idiots. I literally ran. I just broke off into my own run, ran all the way down the trail, got back to the campsite for three more hours of sunlight. I was in such a mushroomed panic, I thought the sun was setting when it wasn't. Uh, It was like everybody was fine. There was nothing to panic about. There was no reason to be scared. It is better to panic early dude, than to panic way too late. Whole point of that story yeah. is it is so fucking frightening to be in the woods even when you even have the beginning of the inkling of, I think I'm lost. It, it, it immediately turns you into a different kind of person than you thought you were. Oh, yeah. It, it, it's, well, you go to an, you're an animal. Yeah. It, it, it is you so terrifying. And so, an like, animal. these Blair Witch movies, like, I, at least the effective ones, I really connect with that fear. That's like a real fear to me. And that's kind of the thing I really, really like about, uh, especially the original The Blair Witch Project. It is. Definitely a horror movie. Uh, uh, it's it's sort of kickstarted the modern found footage horror genre. It eschews everything we know sort of about horror up to this point in horror. It's not about teenagers. It's not about uh, the 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 sins that teenagers are committing. It's about you watching it. Exactly. Yeah. It's not about punishing teens for their sinful behavior. It's straight up about fear. It is literally about fear. It is just about terror. Could happen to anybody. Yeah, like what they did was completely innocent. Yeah, and it's also literally nothing. Nothing they do is wrong. Right, and if you pull the supernatural out of it, which you can, because nothing explicitly supernatural happens, and just look at the way they start reacting to each other, and they become kind of crazy, and they start to really make weird decisions and treat each other weird. It's about fear. Mm -hmm. It's about fear and fear mongering. It's what happens when we get scared. What do we do? How do we act? How do we react to each other when we get scared? This movie came out like two years before 9-11. Yeah. It is fascinating. It's like a fascinating exploration of fear. 
before our whole country became like uh, like we really hit a tipping point of like fear mongering in this well, country. Well, we hit a tipping point in into you know at what point do we limit our reactivity? And, yeah, and you know we're it's it's literally happening again. You yeah. know, there's we're on the precipice of yep. of of you know of like we're just really on the precipice of no good options, right. but some really bad options. Right. And a lot of these decisions that got us here were based exactly. in reactivity of fear. Yep. It's fucked up. Oh yeah. But yeah, that's that's what's a, like, like I said, Blair Witch Project. The Blair Witch Project is about you. Yeah. It is about you. I I don't care about the witch. No. I don't care about these people. Mm-mm. But God damn it, I am afraid. Yeah, I remember being a little kid, and when I was a little kid, all you had to do was was tell me a movie was scary, <laughs> and watching it would scare me. And yeah. Blair Witch Project freaked me out. I my window in my bedroom, second floor. One time I looked out of it, and I just popped in my head just the picture, the famous poster of Blair Witch Project oh, yeah. of her eyes and her winter cap, just that peeking through the window, which doesn't even make any functional sense. Right, freaked me out. Oh yeah, and I, it happened for weeks after seeing oh, the man. movie, just yeah. because. A window. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Blair Witch Project is a thing. Yep. There's a window. Yep. <laughs> Pull the shade. <laughs> yeah. I, actually, I remember being shit scared of Blair Witch Project 2 because it came out when I was probably like 16 and I was still in the, if it's, wait, let's see, 16. Let's see, that came out in 2000. So, yeah, 16. And um, just because it was supposed to be scary, it scared yeah. the hell out of me. Yeah. And it's not scary at all. It's actually terrible <laughs> um, but you know just the, yep. i actually remember i rented that and the ladies man oh yeah and i watched that i went to bed i got up the next morning i took my sats <laughs> and i finished like the I, i'm good with words so i finished my verbal yeah. very early and i was just sitting there because they don't let you bring a book or anything right. you just had to wait and i was just sitting there fantasizing about how much fun i was going to have watching, watching the ladies, ladies man, man later which is a pretty okay movie. <laughs> but uh yeah. uh well this is the other thing before we move on to book of shadows uh, and it, it plays into this idea that the movie really is like straight up about fear. Uh, there is the really, really f- interesting, I think, it's the one-on-the-nose moment in the movie, but considering it was made in 1999, it's like really fascinating to look at now, is the conversation where uh, Josh starts talking about talking to Heather about why she likes the camera. So he's like, oh, I see why you like this camera so much. It puts a layer between you and yeah. reality. And so it's this exploration oh, of, of reality yeah. television to some. I mean, that's me kind of creating a metaphor where there might not be, but that's where I want to connect it because 1999, that's like right in the heart of when reality television is going to go from being pretty big because of things like the real world and stuff to huge because of things like American Idol and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. This idea, and then also the internet. And so we're going to get YouTube, we're going to get selfies, yeah, we're going to get... Cameras became introduced in a mass market thing. Yep. Like we, up until that point, cameras were what what people had to make movies. Yep. You know, you could get a, a home camcorder, but like now, like I'm filming whatever I want. I'm Snapchatting, yep. it's whatever. But I, uh, that's, that's a question that comes up with really uh, any, that's what I struggle with in so many documentaries is... By introducing a camera, you immediately eliminate full truth. Yes. Yeah. The the only true documentary that I have ever seen was Planet Earth because the cameras were in space. Right, right, and right. those animals did not know they were being filmed. Right. A lot of other animal documentaries, there's a dude there yeah. in camouflage in a camera, and we do not know if that animal's behaving differently because that camera's there. We don't know if they know it's there or not. Right. Planet Earth, we know in many of the shots that they know it's not. That is a true documentary. Yeah. 
Otherwise, it has never, does not, and will never exist. It's right. not going to happen. It won't be truly reality. Won't ever be. Even if it's security cam footage, yep. the fact that we know it's there takes a little bit of the reality out of it. Yep. And I think that's a commentary on that. Exactly. You know? uh, and I think it's like fascinating that the movie, essentially, then, if you want to read it this way, becomes this like exploration of like fear mongering through like fake reality. You know, it's oh, like yeah. there's this fake reality created by screens that allows us to monger fear. Uh, and again, two years after this movie comes out, our whole country is going to get wrapped up in exactly that. Oh, yeah. These screens that flood us with information to be afraid of, mm-hmm. you know? When, what, what was the first? That was actually one of the first disasters we've ever had with 9 11. Mm-hmm. There was two reactions mm-hmm. run, point and shoot. Mm-hmm. You know, we ran from it, and when we got to a clear distance, we pointed our point camera and at it. Yep. And that's, that's what we valued. Yeah. That's where it came from. It's, it's so fascinating to me that this movie came out like just before that. Like huge event, you and know. It also is almost a commentary on the movie in and of itself. Oh, yes. What's a good movie? It's a great lie. Yeah, it's a great lie. Yep. I don't. I, I hope they never build real transformers. Right. But if you can show me ones that look real, yeah. that's fucking cool. Uh, I don't want people to die in the woods, but those people, for what it's worth, in the function of the camera, they died in the woods. Yep. That's cool. I have something to tell you that might make you shit your pants. Uh, some company just released a transformer, like a car that actually transforms into a like a physical looking robot thing. One, how much? I don't know. Um, and two, can it transform with you inside it without ripping you to shreds? I don't think I don't think we've gotten that far okay, yet. Okay, because once those two yeah. criteria are met, yeah, I'm looking at it. I loved the way Michael Bay tried to deal with that in the first Transformers when we were Shia LaBeouf just gets thrown from a car oh, as yeah. it transforms. It was awesome. Yeah, it was incredible. Well, that what bugs me about those movies is like when yeah. the first one came out, it like took him some time to transform. because yeah. that's on there. Now it takes like half a second. <laughs> I don't care. I don't yeah. give a fuck about yeah. the Transformers as people because no. they're trucks. Yeah. But I want to see them transform. Uh, yeah. Whatever. Yeah, the transforming part is the cool part. That's the cool part. Yeah. But it's, yeah, That's what my toy is. All I want to see is my lie. toy on the screen. I, that's all I, <laughs> yeah. I was so pumped with that movie <laughs> yeah. was coming out because we were going to see that. Uh-huh. Now it's old, old yeah. hat. Yep. Ugh, next next one's going back to King Arthur times. Get pumped. Saw the, uh, saw the poster the other yeah. day. And I was pretty I'll watch happy. it. I didn't watch the fourth one yet because I, liked I, it. I don't have a day. Yeah. But uh It's stupid you know, as hell. I liked it. I'd watch it. Mark Wahlberg <laughs> versus Truckman. I'm into it. No other movie will give you uh Frasier brokering a deal for someone's life with aliens in the Antarctic. I'm into that. Yep. Doesn't now you can spoil it. Doesn't TJ Miller just get killed? Oh, so fast. <laughs> it, dude, it's this is literally the story of this movie. Mark Wahlberg was not in the movie. TJ Miller, that hot girl, and that hot guy were cast to be the new cast of the new Transformers series. And then he made Pain and Gain, and Mark Wahlberg was like, hey, I'd like to be in more of your movies. <laughs> and he was like, ah, come be in this Transformers movie I'm making. And they just killed T.J. Miller's character in the first half hour That's and such a shame. plugged uh, I'd Mark Wahlberg in. I would movie. much rather watch that movie. That said, I can see where they're coming from because Pain and Gain is a goddamn masterpiece. <laughs> it really is I gotta a great see movie. I do want to see it. It's great. The, it's but, almost perfect. One of the other reasons Transformers 4 is worth watching is for the way in which T.J. Miller dies, by the way. It's, like, really hilarious and weird. Can you just say it, or, it, or should I really I, be surprised? I, the, they introduce this idea of Transformium, I think it's called, which is the metal Clever. that the Transformers are made out of, and it allows them to do what they do. And it turns out when you, like, spray a human with it, it doesn't turn them into a Transformer. They just freeze into a metal version of themselves. So, like, T.J. Miller is literally, like, running from a Transformer to catch up with everybody after the first attack, and he just gets hit with some of that stuff, and he just... Whoop, and then he's gone. That's it. That's the end of the movie. Straight straight up, up. The, the hot... I like that shit. The hot guy character... Hot, I almost said Hawkeye. The oh. hot guy character in it is, like, the daughter's boyfriend. 
He so like he doesn't show up in the movie until literally two seconds after T.J. Miller dies. You you're like set up with three characters. T.J. Miller gets like frozen, and then all of a sudden a car just like drives onto screen and it's driven by the boyfriend. He's like, "Get in the car!" And then suddenly he's the new star of the movie, and they're just like in a new Transformers movie. Uh, I hate it. It's so wild. No, I don't want to watch it. Anymore. You gotta watch it. It's so stupid. <laughs> I feel like there's probably so much room for just Mark Wahlberg to just be like, I'm, I'm going to do a Bruce Willis voice. <laughs> but it just be like, no, look at that. He's transforming. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just like, oh. Dude, it's so dumb. Sure. You got to see it. Oh, uh, speaking of speaking dumb. Speaking of dumb. Yeah. Is that our, is that our transition? <laughs> That's our cue. Our That's our Transformers. <laughs> yeah. So Book of Shadows, Blair Witch 2 Woo! was a... Thank you for saying the title appropriately. Absolutely. It was a rush <laughs> job. That yep. trying to tap into the the thunderous release of People of Blair are Project. loving this movie. And... It was already at that point people were saying, this is going to be a trilogy. Mm -hmm. This is going to be, and this is actually our first inkling of what we have now, they were going to create a cinematic universe. Yes. They... There were video games. There were comic books. Yep. Uh, there's actually a great little documentary about documentary. the history of the Blair Witch yep. that played on like sci-fi or yep. something. Yep. It's on the DVD. It's a lot of there's fun. something called the Blair Witch Dossier, which is like a fake yep. book. Yep. Um, there was supposed to be a prequel that very much sounds like it would have been similar to this year's The Vich. Yeah. Absolutely, and well, and it's funny because they tried to do it with this yep. and failed, and you could actually see like the stumbling towards the start when the Da Vinci Code book came yes. out. Yes, because it, and it's funny because that book isn't about like secrets of Da Vinci's uh, paintings. No, no, there's just one painting by Da Vinci uh -huh. that happens to have a code in it. Spoiler uh -huh. alert: it's an apple. <laughs> and uh, and if you have if you have a brain and you've picked <laughs> up that book for a second, you can figure it out. It's not a bad book; it's just yeah. poplit, yeah. but. Uh, it, they tried to do that where every possible, like, ooh, the secret code of this. Yeah. The and it never caught, but you could see the learning curve. Yes. And it started with Blair Witch. Oh, yeah. They tried to create that world. Yeah. And uh, so with Book of Shadows, they did a smart move. Yeah. Because I think what they decided was you can't do found footage again. Because right. we didn't realize that <laughs> you can't. It's a whole fucking um, genre, baby. You can only do found yeah. footage. The, uh, they couldn't do it again. Right. Um. But I bet we can we can kind of take a little bit of that flavor. So they got Joe Berlinger who did the yep. Paradise Lost trilogy. He did. He's a documentary. Yeah. And they said, okay, let's take the documentary aesthetic of, and it's not really of that, but no. let's just. Apply. It looks like an MTV movie. It looks like an MTV. Yeah. It probably is. Yeah. It was Artisan Entertainment, which I believe was actually launched out of you know Blair Witch. Oh really? Not not. I think they were like a small production them. company, and then that with the Blair Witch really money, they up, were, yeah. yeah. And now they're gone, but yeah, uh, yeah. A24 is here. Yes. But uh, actually, I don't know who did Blair Witch. Um, I don't know if maybe uh, it's a return of artists. No, I think it's like like Lionsgate or somebody. Like so, Somebody sense. big bought it, I yeah. think. Yeah. Makes perfect sense. Yeah. But Blair Witch 2, they decided, let's take that sort of that sort of feel mm -hmm. and apply it to a traditional narrative. Right. And, uh, well, they set it up it's as a, it's a valiant effort. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's, sure. It's certainly, I can see where they came from. Yeah. I can see them going a couple, you know, a couple idiot kids put together a movie that was a masterpiece. Mm -hmm. Let's, let's go weird. Let's gamble. Yeah. And so they take a very good filmmaker mm -hmm. who does very good docs, tried to give him a narrative thing. The script is kind of shit. I think, unfortunately, yeah. like in general, the script is not good. I, 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 I want to tell you I hate this, but I almost don't. The framing device of this is probably the most interesting thing about it. That it starts by saying what you are about to watch is a reenactment yeah, of the events that, yeah. that followed the release of the film, The Blair Witch Project. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So A, it actually separates itself a little bit from like the first one actually being any kind of reality. 
because it kind it's not clear about this. Yeah, does it it's embrace not, that it's real or it, embrace it's that not it's clear about yeah. that because it's really about how the town it's not even about this, but this is what the beginning of the movie is about. It's how the town of Burkittsville was changed by the release of a film called The Blair Witch Project. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They never really get into whether it's the movie we all saw that we found out was fake or whether in the universe of this movie it's a real thing, mm-hmm. but it definitely came out and if the I entire country saw it. I think, it, I, I mean, at least just testing off of the vibe of it, I think that the conceit is they don't know nor do they care whether right. it's real or not. It would be like if they made a Jersey Devil movie yeah. that may or may not be real where we all go, we know it's fake, but... Uh, I don't know. It's kind yeah, of fun to believe it that. might be real. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Yep. So I think it comes from there. Yeah. It's, it is it's yeah. not good. So it's interesting, though, because it does kind of separate itself from the reality of the original, which allows us to now, in retrospect, go, ah, we can forget about it, you know, which is kind of cool, I guess. But the idea that it's like, you know, quote unquote, reenactments of the events that followed the release of, I want to hate that because the movie itself kind of sucks. But I don't actually think that's like a terrible framing device for a sequel to The Blair Witch. I mean, we watch Unsolved Mysteries yeah. all the time, and it's it's reenacted. Yeah. It's like they were doing that. But that's the thing that's unfortunate about it is the reason they use that framing device is so that it can just look like a slick Hollywood MTV yeah, movie. Yeah. It, it doesn't even look like a reenact. You know what I mean? It's like but they don't like even said, commit to the idea that it looks like reenactments. To, they're trying to hold on to that right. gimmick without recreating that gimmick. Exactly, yeah. And you you just kind of can't. But like even a reenactment like doesn't look like found footage, but it does have a look. Yeah. And this yeah. movie doesn't look like that. It looks like a movie. It you looks know like what I mean? It's a 2000 yeah. teen slash yeah. horror movie. Exactly, yeah. exactly. It is 100% yeah. that. And it's So it's like I don't it's hate weird. I I want to respect it because th- what it is is like I said before, we were still learning how to do that. Yeah. We were learning how to build a universe yep. and this was an idea that I think on paper isn't necessarily good, but is interesting enough to yeah. merit trying. Yeah. And I'm not going to say they gave it the best go they could because it was a rush job, but I think they were so unsure as to how to commit to yeah. it that they ended up half committing to three different ways. They Totally. And then it ends up being just kind of a slog. Yeah. Well, it, I mean, it just at face value, some huge problems with it are like, we spend 10 minutes in the woods... And then we go to some eBay fanatics train station house, and we just spend the rest of the movie there. Yeah, yeah. To me, one of the key things about Blair Witch should be the woods. And we leave the woods almost immediately in this Mm -hmm. movie, and we never go back, Uh, which seems like a weird choice to me. I I can see maybe why you would have wanted to change the setting and, and that kind of thing. But in retrospect, again, this is all in retrospect where the movie sucks. The, other so thing, it's like, though, yeah. the seeds are planted for Blair Witch yes. in terms of how reality can be altered. Yes, yes. Because uh, the main thing about this movie is that these people kind of all clash in yep. a single location. Some of them act weird. They all have a lost night in the woods yep. that they don't know what happened. They don't remember. They don't know who to trust. So yep. there's like this weird mistrusting thing that's mm-hmm. happening, but it's helped into you know a full blown distrust through just reality is not like none of them can really trust their own eyes or trust anyone else's account yeah they all literally have like weird hallucinations and things like that where they think they're interacting with somebody that they're not and Mm -hmm. things like that and the only way that they can ever confirm things is by let's check the footage right so it's really that's how they get i know yeah yeah, yeah. and it, it I, I I respect that idea even if i don't even want to touch this right exactly exactly uh but there are okay, so here's where I do think there are some interesting things about this movie. Not that the movie itself is interesting or even necessarily worth somebody's time to watch. I don't know that I would recommend people go out of their way to see this. I, I kind of don't think I would. But 
here's where I think there are some things that are interesting about it, right? I will say it's a great way to kill 20 minutes. It's totally. It's <laughs> so short. Like yeah, it's movie. dumb. I watched the first one. I was like, well, I got to watch both of them before yeah. the new one comes out. And I watched the first one, and it was pretty short. I was like, do I watch the second or... Oh, I've got the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I've got the time. Yeah. Uh, the, so here's, here's where I think there are interesting things about it. Uh, it. Mostly, they're interesting in comparison to the first one and thinking about the time that this movie came out. So the first one comes out in 1999. This comes out a year later. This came out in 2000. Uh, so... We go from the reality of the first one, right, which technically takes place in 1994, but it was made in 1999. We're not internet obsessed yet. Mm. We're not quite there. 1999, we're not quite there. 2000, we're fucking there. Oh yeah, this whole movie's got the internet all over it. 1999, we're still getting 30 free hours of AOL right. on this disc that we found at the counter yeah. at, at Circuit City. Yeah, 2000, we're upgraded to those T1 lines, baby. Oh yeah, uh, it's you know, it's like it is. This movie is obsessed with the internet. That main character is like, he's always on eBay, oh, and he's, he's like, ah, I got all this camera yeah. equipment from eBay. You mean Burn Notice? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you that's, mean right, the guy, that's who that guy is. He's a, he was Burn Notice, and he was recently in Sicario. Oh, yeah, he was. Uh, he's awesome. Oh, he is good. Yeah, yeah. he's and, a really good actor. he's kind of funny in this movie. Yeah, well, he, he what's funny is before I revisited this movie, like, midway after its release... In my in hindsight, I just pictured him as Mac from It's Always Sunny. Yes, he's got that vibe. Yeah, totally. Uh, but so it's it's got this internet obsession, which is very funny, and it's even funnier when you compare it to the first movie, which completely avoids that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, this is but that's key though too, because oh, yeah. the internet is what sold us on the first one. Oh yes. Uh, but then you've got okay. So then some other really interesting Jeffrey Donovan's is ah uh, yes. Interesting to note about the movie is, again, one of the things I find fascinating about the original is it eschews all of the tropes of typical horror. It's not about teenagers having sex and getting punished for having sex or doing drugs. What is Book of Shadows about? It's about a group of teenagers that have a bunch of sex and do a bunch of drugs mm. and get punished for it one by one. It like it literally like the whole point of the first movie is completely removed and it becomes like you you had a really a much more interesting eloquent way to say this which is that it's what like a lost west like a better west craven movie yeah, exists in here. I mean it's I feel like there's a like there's there's a west craven movie under the surface yeah. that's a decent that's like yes. that's the uh my soul to take level yeah, West yes, Craven, yeah. where it's like, oh, there's a good idea, and we're playing with it, right? But I think this one, because what happened once again is they said we had lightning in a bottle with Blair right. Witch. We know the formula that we can sell on teens in a post-scream yep. world. Can we somehow Mash them meet together. those in the middle? Right, and and the answer is no, no. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, that's it. Yeah, uh, but it's so funny that they tried to do that because it really feels like the point of the first, well, not the point, but one of the things that I'm sure they were aware of is that they are leaving all of those tropes behind. And this movie is just coming back to all of them. Not only is it coming back to them, it's coming back to some really weird, fascinating ones that were very specific to the year 2000. Uh, I don't know if you remember, but the one girl in this movie, her whole plot is that she uh, loses a baby. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like this weird kind of abortion story, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, which was a thing that, I don't know if you remember that time period, but this is... this. Uh, what I'm building to is what's fascinating about this movie is it's very pre-9-11. All of the things that we're supposed to be afraid of in this movie are only fears that we had in the year 2000. Oh, I'm not afraid of goth people anymore. No. That was a huge thing is that yeah. that girl likes to dress goth. Right. And she's trying to, to put it scary. out there that her identity is not scary. It's right. just how she feels. Exactly. Then simultaneously, and especially we could tie this into the abortion thing, 
that's always been a very religious yep. uh, religious thing is just, you know, boom, boom, boom. Yep. Back when I was a religious man, I couldn't even imagine getting an abortion. Oh, yeah. Now, if my girlfriend got pregnant, yeah. you better believe we're finding a doctor or a staircase and how. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and I'll own up to it, 100%. <laughs> yeah. I'll put down all the money. I don't yeah. care. A um, couple nights of, what's the Daniel Tosh thing? 700 oh, bucks and yeah. a couple nights of uh, lost sleep. Yeah. That's worth getting my life back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's uh, awful, <laughs> but, but no. But at the same time, then you run that next next to the Wiccan, and everyone's yep. like, "Oh, you're a witch," and she's like, "It's not like that. Right. Wic- witches aren't wi- nature aren't witches. and the earth." And so it's you know, there's yeah. this weird. Uh, but in doing in including all of that, they're also just including the horror tropes. Oh, of course, the of course, chick, yeah, 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 the weird yep. naturey girl, yeah. the jock guy, yep. the nerd guy. Oh, yeah. you know the the girl with, who who lost the child. She kind of comes across as the virgin, even yes. though that's not there. Right. But it's still, yep. You know, she's the innocent. Yes, exactly. You know, it's they they end up stumbling right back into oh, yeah. all of the things that the first one. You know, as you said, oh, just yeah. got rid of. But this is what I love. It's like I, I distinctly remember the year two thousand was one of those years where it was like we are we are heavy into PC culture mm-hmm. and we are heavy into uh, there's too much bad language and music. Uh, we're heavy into vi- video games are we too were violent. Of Marilyn Manson. Yes, exactly. Yeah, we thought That's, that he inspired bad shit to happen. Exactly. Yep. That is like, and this I don't know if you remember, but th- my favorite scene in this movie, uh, and this is, is there. Any scene that yes. could be... Is yes. it just the least worst? No. <laughs> this is actually an amazing scene. Uh, I fucking... I loved it so much. So this movie... So this movie, the entire score to this movie is butt rock. Yeah. It's, it's just all butt rock. It's Nickelback. <laughs> it's, Jenna's going to be so happy uh, with the term she coined is spreading. Oh, uh, But butt rock is... is creed it's the only word. and fucking... It, that's all it is. It's all that bullshit, right? Yeah. There's one great song in this movie, though, by a band that I love, and it is used to great effect. This is big spoilers for Book of Shadows, people. Big ones. When we finally see the tape of their lost night, it is them doing crazy drugs yeah, yeah, yeah. and having Dancing sex, around titties, out. titties out, and it is all set to Queens of the Stone Age feel-good hit of the summer. You're right. So it's just nicotine, Valium, Vicodin, marijuana. It's not. Exactly. It's not butt rock. Uh, which is, and I'm I'm making that distinction Peter, very though, important. That definitely is the type of song that would get success on the tail of butt rock, and the same way that System of a Down is not really new metal right. with the umlaut, right, 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 right. but uh, would that came up yes. with the new metal? Yeah. But you know what it is? It's a song that would terrify parents in the year 2000. Oh yeah, nicotine, Valium, Vicodin, marijuana, ecstasy, oh, and alcohol. Right? Oh. It would. Te- that is the kind of thing that parents were fucking railing against. This movie is literally. About the fears that the things that we were most afraid of in the year 2000 music with bad language that's gonna ruin our kids and turn them into pregnant teenagers and then they have to go get abortions and that's what this movie's about. They're gonna become Wiccans, yeah, that's totally what this movie's about. And it's funny too because what we're saying about Blair Witch is yes, it's just about fear, exactly. This is about fears. This is literally (laughs) if uh, if Blair Witch Project is about again, this is my metaphor that I created out of that movie. I know it's not necessarily about this, but if it's about the fear mongering that can happen through screens, Book of Shadows is the screen the that's giving yeah. you the fear-mongering. Uh, yep. It's yep. insane. It's To me, the movie is fascinating as that. Because even distilling it down to just Blair Witch Project is about fear. Yeah. And however that gets presented to you yep. and our reaction to it. Yep. This one is is our reaction. To exactly. It. You know, it just is the reaction. It's the fears. Exactly. Oh, it's just, isn't it fucked up how we do that? Like, yes. Th- this Nothing makes me angrier than the whole idea of just like, you know, movies make people... 
make people kill. Right. It was like, oh, rap music makes people shoot each other. Holy no, shit. No, it doesn't. No, it does not. Goth things make people sacrifice animals. No, no, it doesn't. And we just, every couple years, we pick a new one. We just one. pick a new one. And it's just because parents just don't understand. <laughs> To quote George Carlin, to be a parent, you got to be full of shit. It yep. comes with the job. Yep. I respect that. Yep. But that's one aspect of it that I think we can chop Ooh, up. Yeah, is the gist. definitely. How about, here's, an, here's a novel idea. Yeah. Crazy idea. I don't have kids, so I don't. Uh-huh. Try talking to them. Yeah. Oh. Why not? Whoa. I, Whoa. <laughs> I, was, I was just listening to uh, uh, Jimmy Pardo talk about this on his podcast. He was like, he was like if my, he was like, I, we just, we don't hide things from my son that were hidden from me. If somebody brings up sex in front of my son, yeah, uh, sure, I, I probably don't want them to do that. But if it happens, and he goes, Dad, what's sex? I'm just going to tell him. Yeah. I, I don't even care if he's seven when it happens. I'll just tell him. And, and I'll just tell him tell him responsibly. That, yep. it, here, factually, here is what it is. It's better to tell somebody something than to tell them something wrong and then have to untell them later yep. or earn their distrust when yep. they find out on their own. I, Swiss Army Man had a great fucking metaphor for that. Not even a metaphor, like a direct storyline about that. Oh, the what's a boner? <laughs> well, the way he is taught to think and feel a certain thing about sex that he then has to unlearn through the rest of his life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was to protect him, but that was a stupid thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that, that is definitely a thing that we do to kids, and it's horrible. But I, horrible. I just think that's, like, fascinating. I gotta say, that a little bit of it, I think, comes from it's fun. It, yes. Um, yeah, oh, it's fun to fool know, a kid. If I ever have kids, and I won't, I, um, I will absolutely do... I will bend over backwards yeah. to make sure that they believe in Santa uh-huh. as long as possible. Yep. And when they find out that he's not real, it's gonna be cold and horrifying. <laughs> and, I, and it's not about building their character... Yeah. It's about entertaining me yep. in that moment. Yep. Because I own you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. That's it. Two plus two equals tree. That's what my kids are going to know. But, you know, if they ask about sex, I'm going to be honest. Yeah, that yeah. actually matters. It's, it matters. Exactly. Yeah. It really matters. that. They, but whatever. That we're, we're getting off on a weird tangent. But I, that, are, I, we, are we calling Book of Shadows a great movie? <laughs> listen, that's what I'm saying. It, it, is a, it is a definitive one-star movie. It is not good. I, I don't even think it's worth your time. As a cultural artifact and as part of this series... It is fascinating. Mm-hmm. It is like actually really interesting. We're gonna get into the third one. They do tie into the second one a little in a couple bit. Ways, yeah. But uh, one of the things I wanted to mention about specifically my DVD copy of <laughs> um, Book of Shadows, uh-huh. I got I got a you two pack. It? It right <laughs> okay, and it's double sided. On one side uh-huh. is, is is a good the, movie. Is the movie now on the other side is the CD ROM game. Ooh, that is a prequel to it. I've never played it. Uh, I bet it's cool. Um, eh, we'll see. <laughs> It's it's probably like alone in the dark, cool. Where yeah, it's like, yeah, oh, yeah, neat. Yeah, yeah. He can he can punch. Yeah. Um. Oh, cool. Look, his head is an octagon. I've never <laughs> seen something so real. Uh, you know what? There's probably a cool. Uh, I bet the story's neat. There's probably a cool Lucas Arts point and click style game yes. in Blair Witch. Actually, I think it might even be a Lucas Arts game. I would game. play that game. Yeah. It's uh, it's it's like a Telltale game. Yeah, I would play. I remember. Game. But it's I, I have it. We can play whatever you want if you have a computer that's Dude. old enough to still run it. This thing is ten years old, and I'm gonna guess it's not old enough. Fair enough. Yeah, I was saying it's it's one of those where you put yeah. it. In, it's like I'm sorry, this computer's too good. Yeah, this is on a nine inch floppy drive. We're better than yeah. this. But uh, on the DVD, there's this uh, there's a game that you can play during the movie where they actually superimposed hidden images into certain scenes. Okay. So like on the back, like like a door shuts, and as it shuts and the light glances across the back, there's a face there. Oh, okay. And there's things like okay. that. And so uh, there's like a commentary, which I haven't seen in a while, but it's potentially, I would assume, it's Joe Berlinger talking oh, yeah. about it, saying we hit these be things. I fascinated it's to hear fun. him talk Why about it. Why not try it? Yeah. You know, and... I, I remember going back and looking for all of those hidden images yeah. and being like, oh, cool, that's really yeah. neat. And 
in one way, it's like, oh, they're really trying to to tap into the whole interactivity yes. of the first one. But in the other way, they're trying to hide a bad movie behind <laughs> gimmicks. Mm-hmm. To which I gotta say, good work. Hey, you great. Know, it, yeah. I I played with that for a couple hours. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's that's cool. Yeah. So they definitely once again you you could see the yes. learning curve yes. of how do we build this universe? Yeah. How do we take you know, how do we how do we eventually get to the Marvel universe? Yeah. Like, yeah. How do we how do we apply an Easter how do we invent and then apply an Easter egg? In a way that makes movie going not a passive experience, right? Yeah, and I think that's really the way that Blair Witch was the first one where I, I said it in my in my review is that it's it's an active experience because and you experience this the entire time that the Blair Witch Project is on, whether it's the first time we've seen it or whether it was two weeks ago when I yep. watched it, you are looking beyond the frame going. Yes. There's is there something there's gotta I'm, be something. I'm gonna find I'm gonna something. find it I'm gonna do it oh. and there's no sitting back to watch the movie because you're engaging it yep and luckily for the Blair Witch Project it's a good movie yes unfortunately for a Book of Shadows there's all these little tweaks that you can engage with but the movie's not there movie's like right so it's like they're you know they're you can just see that curve happen yeah. it's fascinating it is really interesting and poor Joe poor Joe Berlinger oh yeah oh he's doing okay yeah his, yeah uh, his uh Tony Tony Robbins. Oh right, yes, that's right. That's phenomenal. what he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's he's doing okay. Right. He did. Um, he didn't do the Scientology one, did he? Uh, I, I don't believe think that, that was, was uh, him. I watched something that that had Joe Berlinger's name on it recently that I thought was like exceptional. Well, oh, I don't know. We'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, final. I mean, my final thing, and this is something that we we've all touched upon with yeah. Book of Shadows. What the fuck is the Book of Shadows? I, it's not in the movie. <laughs> what is it? They never even reference it. None of these people even read it a book. <laughs> no book. There's no book. No book. Plenty of shadows. Yeah. I, I, I tweeted after I saw the movie, uh, and this got a really funny reaction from Adam Wingard, actually. I, t- I, t- I tweeted, uh, I said, uh, just watched Book of Shadows. Uh, I currently know exactly the same amount of information as I did about the Book of Shadows before starting the movie. Uh, to which Adam Wingard replied, it goes, the Blair Witch Project, Blair Witch, never Book of Shadows. Never Book of Shadows. Yeah. The movie that Joe Berlinger did that I watched recently was the Whitey Bulger documentary. Oh, yes, that, which you said was, was great. Was cool, yeah. yeah. What's funny is when you search Joe Berlinger... Is it the first at, thing that comes up? Just look at what it says under his name. That's Director of Book of Shadows. Holy <laughs> shit. Uh, what are you going to do? Poor guy. Well, he's actually... like. There's been some talk as to what was added to the movie. Yeah. And I'm just going to throw him under the fucking bus with this. The scene, your favorite scene... Oh, yeah. That was apparently what was added. Oh. And the flashbacks to that scene yeah. were what was added. Whoa, so he was actually trying to make, similar to The Blair Witch, a movie where we never truly find out the reality. Exactly, exactly. I mean, maybe not exactly, but yeah. But yeah, yeah. Like, that was... Like, the lost tapes would just be lost. Basically, the the studio said, like, can you make it bloody? Yeah. And it was like, oh, all right, let's let's throw some just some I gotta tell you, random groove. I hated that the most about the movie. Those made weird no sense. cuts to the bloody bodies... It just never became a thing. Even it was just there. It was, it was just there. To yeah, I hated you off. it. Yeah. yeah, it was that. And that was that. something that he railed against. But yeah. they were like, "Listen, dude, this has to be out tonight." Yeah, and we own. Oh, it, I hated know? that. So, I hated that. But so we got goes. that great drug montage. One of the great drug oh, songs. Yeah. Man, I want to. I'm gonna say this: Queens of the Stone Age. They're like one of the, the greats. One of the greats. Yeah, they're yeah. fucking. Good. Oh yeah, I fucking yeah. love that band. It, that was like the one thing that happened in the movie that I like. I literally a huge smile came over my face, and I was like, "This is." Right. You're like, this is almost worth it, yeah. but not. Yeah. Cool. Uh, well, I'm going to cut that clip out of the movie and just watch it on a loop on its own. So shall we move let's into do it. some Blair let's, Witch? Let's hit Blair Witch. I want to read the opening paragraph of my Blair Please. Witch review just because I, I think it, it actually, because 
I really did like Blair Witch. Me too. Uh, I thought it was very good. I thought it was as good as it could be. Yeah. Um, I honestly wish I would prefer that we just had the woods. Sure. Yeah. Me too. That's I think. the movie yeah. I want to see because due to this being tied into Blair Witch, the best way it possibly could, it still ultimately is shot in the foot by needing to fit into even the most loose template, which sure. really is not, a, but it has to. So yeah. uh, the opening paragraph to my uh, review said, let's get, oh, and my phone locked up. <laughs> and this new operating system has like a new way to unlock your phone. Is it harder? It, I'm just not used to it. Yeah. Because I have the muscle memory for the thumbprint. I just loved how ready you were to read that. You were like, this? <laughs> oh. <laughs> let's get one thing straight. We never needed a sequel to the Blair Witch Project. Not when it came out. Not now. Not ever. But since these things are bound to occur in the wake of such a wildly successful film, here we are. Looking back at the original film, it seems pretty impossible to continue the tale. The main characters are all presumably dead, the mythology is best left unexplored, and the monster may not even actually exist. Just about any way you can spin it, a sequel to The Blair Witch Project is doomed to be either a lame rehash or a soulless expansion, both options only serving to undercut the impact of the original film. Yeah. I think that's really what you're set with. And I would say they ultimately managed to get away without doing either of those terrible yeah. things. That's, that's what's so special about yeah. it, is they... I think by keep, I mean, we went over this. You either do the found footage or yep. you make Book of Shadows. Yep. So you're going to do the found yep. footage. And I think by incorporating all of the different cameras, mm-hmm. they were able to introduce some more classical filmmaking technique yes. into it, which there's like in co- a post-paranormal activity world, you kind of do need. There's coverage. There's coverage, There's yes. li- It literally cuts from character to character as they have conversations. The, the earpiece cameras, yep. I wanted to roll my eyes at that, but brilliant. it actually works. It's like pretty and brilliant, I think. it doesn't betray the feeling nope. of found footage. It's great. It's like it's the best cheat to found footage I've oh, ever yeah. seen. Because I and like I you know I don't even want to say this in any kind of insulting way, but I, it is a cheat. It's a, it is a way for them to be able to edit the movie like it's a more modern horror oh, yeah. movie without ever betraying the concept. Well, and that comes from because we have to be explicitly supernatural, we have to craft scares. Yes. And when you look at something like You're Next or The Guest that has some really classic, especially in the last scene in The Guest, there is set up punch, set up yep. punch, set up punch. That is in the classic funhouse format. Totally. You need that. Gotta. But you can't get rid of the found footage. No. So this is a way to meet in the middle about yeah. that. And it does work. It they does. are able to use their tremendous skills as horror filmmakers, as well as it doesn't ever f- like there's a couple points in um in uh oh we talked about uh, the sacrament. Yeah. Great movie. Really like that movie. There's a couple points where the found footage it, it does it, it doesn't ends quite up make betraying sense. itself. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. And you lose it, and it becomes noticeable, and you can't shake it. Yep. Um, there's in the VHS series, um, by the third one, they actually did something smart with the magician's cape. Entry. I, I didn't see the third one. The third one, there's actually it's a great uh, little entry. So the third one's the weakest, but there's still some gold there. Yeah. It's about a, a magician who finds a cape that lets him do real magic. Oh, cool! And it drives him crazy. Oh, cool! But it's it's made like a documentary about yeah. that time that this magician. Guy so there's talking his... heads. So it's it's cool. not found footage. Yeah. But it's a documentary. So it is found yep. footage. It's assembled, handheld yes. characters in the thing filming it footage, even though it's not like, oh, we found this tape. Ooh, yeah. So it does betray a little bit of that, but that's also a cheat, but you needed it. Yes. This one doesn't betray it. Mm-hmm. it you do get the sense that someone found it and cut it together but mm-hmm. and found it, so that is there. Yeah. Um, they do expand on the lore, yes. but not in a way that makes you go back to the original and go, oh, well, that doesn't fucking yeah, make sense. Yeah, it doesn't sense. betray it at all. So I think... 
that are already in in and of itself is a hugely tall order. Yes, served totally. And I the thing so like I I've seen it twice actually mm. uh, mostly just because I really like Adam Wingard's movies so I was like excited he to, deserves to, our money that's and what yours. I think yeah Absolutely. yeah yeah uh, I was trying so hard to get my I just got back from Denver yeah and I was trying so hard to get I every day I was like let's get a bunch of edibles uh-huh. and then let's go to the theater because uh-huh. there was a theater like half a mile from our hotel and the, and let's go see Blair it's like Witch. a ninety minute movie that's a really no thrilling oh, I almost did it alone yeah. but I was just like ah, fuck yeah I don't it. I'll go to guy. another brewery yeah 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 but uh, it the the thing I rubbed up against the first time I saw it that I uh, have definitely found I think I actually like about the movie in retrospect, having seen it twice now, is the decision to go explicitly supernatural. Mm. The thing is, we've already said this a couple of times, you have to. You have to. I, I don't know how you make a sequel to that movie without at least dipping your toe Well, there. there's so much in this movie that just by sheer aspect of setting it up... Actually, I was sitting next to uh, Cinepunks' Josh. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he had never seen any of the Blair Witch movies. Oh, cool. So he, he loved it. Yeah. I mean... I mean, we, we all loved it, but yeah. he didn't ever get the the been there, done that feeling right. that, that starts great. to happen. Yeah. But that been there, done that feeling is a necessary evil to get the new audience in and to kind of give me a refresher. And I But also, if it wasn't explicitly supernatural, it wouldn't be been there, done that. It would be, I've seen this yeah. movie, and it was called The Blair Witch Project. And I'll tell you this. I, I, am a, I think it's a little frustrating that people are so... Um, there's a big reaction to this movie that, like, it's practically a remake of the original one. I don't uh, agree with I that. I don't agree with that at all. Uh, and the reason people are, like, the reason everybody gives for that is, is uh, well, they just... They, weird, they, weird that they don't say that about the Paranormal Activity right. sequels. Yes. You know? It, like, the reason... Which I like most of them. But. Well, they go... The, 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 everybody's going, like... Uh, the, uh, I keep reading things online, like, Pile of Rocks again, the Stick Figures again. That's what the, the witch again. does. It's, the, the, exactly. I think everything that is repeated in this movie, the idea that they get lost, sure, it's, this time it's a GPS, not a compass, you know, it, but the idea that they get lost like that, the idea that there's the cracking sounds out in the woods, they're different this time, but they're there. Mm-hmm. I don't think I that... I like the Stick Figures when, it, when the reveal of, oh shit, there's just more of them. Right. That was actually legitimately, legitimately gut-wrenching, yeah. terrifying. I thought so yeah. too. But what I like about those things, and why I don't think that's just them rehashing the original movie, is every one of the things that people have complained about as like, yeah, they already did that in the other movie. It's like, those are all specific things that are specific to the lore of the witch. Mm-hmm. That is, they're not repeating gags from the first movie. They are establishing that these are literal traits of this witch. These are things that this witch does well, to these people. these are things, more importantly, that our characters know of yes and so when they see it, it would scare they're scary i mean even the the first round when uh brandon Gorin faked the, yes uh, yeah the stick figures yes which okay this is something that i i you blink you miss it yeah when the girl snapped in half yep. was that because someone snapped yes. her figure in half yep. that's what i thought somebody's upset and they're so like you fast. brought these fucking fake things out here again and they snap yeah. it and her body snaps and it had her hair that's Loved what that i moment. thought but it was so quick that i was just fuck yeah <laughs> loved that moment that was awesome yeah yeah but that's that's one of those things where they took that lore yep. they stepped it up a little bit because yep. we all knew that those stick figures do represent each in the first one they had you know the stick figure showed up yep. they had the you know josh's shirt wrapped yep. around all the grew yep. these are all things these tokens that the witch yep. creates we just took it a step further and saw it in action. Yes. You know, that's fucking cool. Yeah. I th- I I had no problem with any of the, you know, quote unquote repeated gags cuz I just felt like they're all uh, if we make four more Blair Witch movies, I don't think that's going to happen, but if it happens, I would expect to see all of those things in each Blair Witch oh, absolutely. movie. Absolutely. You need them. They they are tenants of the if lore. If Jason put down his machete right. and picked up a saw, it wouldn't work. Right. 
it would just be wrong. Yeah. If Freddie took off his glove and got a spiked boot, yeah. it would not right. be right. These are like Blair the, Witch does this. Yeah, the, it's part of the lore. Mm-hmm. It's literally the Blair Witch lore is about the pile of rocks that you find. It's about the stick figures you find. It's about Parsons, whatever his name is. It's about, you know Rust what I mean? Rustin Parr. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, Edie Sedgwick. Rust. It's, you know, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I didn't have a problem with, with any of the repeated stuff. Uh, my biggest thing was... It was so fast, too. Yeah. That... Oh, the movie goes me, by like There was like a, a little bit of a been there, done that, but a lot of it was... A lot of my reaction to it was like, ooh, it's that thing. Yeah. You know, and so that that was fun, too. And they ran through it so fast. Yeah. The movie really moves at a clip. And I gotta say, I like the characters. I do, too. Like, none of them are really full characters, nor no. do they really need to be, because this is found footage. Yep, yep. That's one of the awesome things that found footage itself is a cheat yeah. in doing. They were fun. They had a really I good I wish we had more arcs for them like we do in the original, yeah. but... That's that's what I was gonna say is like I they have such a great rapport amongst them. Mm-hmm. It's a little more fun to spend oh, time the, with them the whole than it gag is with the Confederate flag. Love it, and then the black guy yeah. just being like like just using that as his window to like let's just mock this fucking yeah, who guy. Fuck that these was guys. great. So good, so funny. Yeah, and again adds some real believable tension between yep. the characters as it goes on. Well, uh, it tells you a little bit about each of them. We've yep. got the locals. We've yep. got the outsiders. You yep. know that was. It's there. I thought they did pretty good work. It, I I think it doesn't... That's really the place where it doesn't live up to the original for me is I don't think the characters are as strong or interesting for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, I don't well, get to invest too, in them the same way. I think that's also their red shirts, too. Yeah. Because in the first one, like, we, we do know everyone's going to die yeah. in all of these yeah, movies. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's You sign, that's what you get at the beginning. Yep. You know that's going to happen. But in the first one, you know, we we only really need to see three people. Yeah. This one, since we're going explicitly supernatural, we need to we have need some enough. Victims. We need enough flesh to support yeah. the gags. Yeah. You know, and so you are going to, which is as a result, less you are screen going time to for less, everybody. Exactly. And yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think as as a small ensemble, it does work. It does work. Yeah. And they, you know, I like everybody in, in it a, too. I mean, this is a, an unfair comparison because your next has a lot of great character work. Yeah. But it's the same thing where it's like there are a few characters that are designed to be expendable yes. just to fuel the you know the bonding the of the other The body count ones. and the bonding of the others, yeah, for sure. Uh, but so like you know it, that, that 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 was my big that was my big bugaboo about it the first time <laughs> was Joe Bell coming out of you uh, oh yeah I fucking uh, love that boy uh, bugaboo with cannibalism that's, yeah that's that's my real bugaboo with that I movie that's always been my favorite joke of his <laughs> yeah yeah me too uh, they it, it the decision to go supernatural kind of sucks or it doesn't suck but I don't like it you know what I mean it's like I, that was my big thing the first time I was like I. Uh, I was like frustrated the whole time I was watching it that they so explicitly went supernatural so fast. You know, I kind of wanted to wrestle with that question more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it doesn't really let you. Uh, but what I realized watching it a second time is I still couldn't explain any of this movie to you. Yeah, I know it's super. Like, I know that what's happening in the Black Hills of Burkittsville is supernatural now, but I can't explain any of it to you. Mm hmm. I couldn't tell you what's going on out there. Even after watching the whole movie twice. Oh, it's just fucked. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bunch of fucked stuff happens out there that I can't even wrap my head around. I don't exactly know what any of it is. That is still, that's towing. It's not quite as dreadful to me as literally not knowing in the first movie whether something horrific and evil is happening. Mm -hmm. But it's close. You know, it's like, well, I know something horrific and evil is happening, but I still can't explain you it. You can't understand it. I can't understand it. Well, it's it's, it's the Lovecraft thing. You know what I mean? It's like it's these things oh, that are like big. outside of our understanding. There's a great 
little found footage movie called Grave Encounters. I've never seen that. It's I, I've never seen the sequel, but the first one is actually pretty jacked because it's of that like it when it becomes clear like oh these people aren't getting out because yeah. it's not a possibility because reality isn't the rules of reality do not apply anymore. Yeah, there's this feeling of like that's fucked. Yeah, you're stuck. Yeah, and in this movie when it's like. Like when the, when the when they after they first get separated, yeah. When uh, the townies come back mm-hmm. and they're like, "It's been dark for six days, yep. and we didn't experience that." Yeah. But he's got a beard, and yep. they did. That's fucked. That's really fucked. That's one of those things where you go, "That's weird that it's explicitly supernatural." Yeah. But let's let's pretend for yeah. a second that that happened. What do you do? Right. It doesn't matter because it's not going to do anything. No. There's bigger forces than yep. you fucking with you, yep. and they're mean yep. and they're loving it. Yeah. That's fucked up. Grave Encounters does that. That I highly recommend. It's. A, I'll totally check that out. It's a fake. It's like a like a ghost hunter show called Grave Encounters. Oh, cool! And he's a spooky host. Yeah. But the whole thing is like when the cameras shut off and you know it's you know, they're between scenes. Bullshit. I'm not into it. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. And then real shit actually starts to Love happen. It. Like he knows it's fake. They yeah. did that with um Last Exorcism. Yes. Yeah. I liked that movie. I liked that one yeah. too. Where it was just you know oh this is fake and I'm gonna show yeah. you and then. Oh, oh shit, there's some real, real shit going you know? down, yeah. And so you get a little aspect of that because you have the locals that are like, yeah, it's real, but they're also kind of trying to be creepy. Yeah. And then it's real. Yeah. And then we got these people that are like, well, you know, she probably went missing, but we don't know what's going on right. out here. Whatever. It'll be a fun project trip in the woods. Nope. Nope. It's real. Yeah. Uh, and once you... Here's the thing that I, like, truly actually, like, love about this movie. Uh, the last act. Once the movie awesome. pulls its ripcord on, like... Basically, once tents start flying... Which I love that sequence. Once tents start flying, grab your seat. That last half it's hour never is going to let the best up. horror filmmaking I've ever seen. It's never going to let I up. I was sweating. Yep. Um, the, you know those commercials where they show like the night vision crowd? Yeah, that freaks yeah, out? yeah. This audience was like that. Yeah. It was, it was, uh, yeah. That's, it, it, it's just relentless for like 30 minutes. All of the, I mean, I liked the rest of the movie. Yeah, me too. It's worth all of any setup that could possibly yep. be even the, the slightest bit of a problem. It was worth it for that. That is, it's a fun house movie. It's, it's, a, it's yeah. 100% a fun house movie. It's it's one of the best haunted house movies I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. It, it's just, I mean, I, it, it is truly haunting what happens to them there. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? The way the geography of the house changes as they run around it. And the house that has a tree in the middle yes. of it. Remember that from yes. Book of Shadows? I do. What I thought about that. What the hell is the house I, doing with the tree? I, I thought about that. That blew my mind. Yep. I was like, shit, it's part of the canon. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I thought about that. Uh, the, you know, the 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 way that light comes through the house that's my favorite shot in the movie the way that light comes oh, through yeah. the house because it's you start going like wait so is this aliens is that what's happening is that like a spaceship outside and these tree creatures are aliens but it's never really explicit about that there's also this idea that they're experiencing night for a really long period of time maybe all we're seeing is the witch make the sunlight pass by really you know what i mean maybe that was yeah, the yeah, day yeah. blowing by you know it could just be a rip in the fabric yes of the exactly because that was one thing because when i read your review i was like wait he didn't notice that the first time oh i i but did it is, but it's I, a really quick thing yeah that you could second guess yourself and it's also I just remember when i saw that in the theater i did a fuck yeah I, was, that was uh, the thing i was like i thought i saw it but i wasn't sure and seeing it a second time it's actually slightly different okay so there is you could still question whether you are watching yeah, yeah, their yeah. footage or not it's slightly different. Uh, uh, there's like a weird glitchy thing that happens yeah, when yeah, yeah. you watch it in the movie. They use that to really good effect. Really cool too. effect. That's actually kind when of that a fun girl thing like kind of starts losing does. her mind. Yeah, and he has to like grab her ears and stuff, and they sort of use the the way the cameras actually 
dysfunction mm-hmm. to represent her, her fear. Internal dysfunction. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was that's cool. That's something that couldn't have happened nope. in the original. You can mess up the tracking, but that's in the projection and not in the recording. Exactly. So that was something that they upgraded. Yeah. Um, I like the idea of the loop because when the guy was Me like, too. oh, I found a DV video in the woods, it was like, well, I'd know that's not her because yeah. they got lost in 1994. But that ties it all together where it's like, yeah. oh, you fucking, oh, you did it. Yeah. <laughs> you bastards. Well, here's what I fucking, this is my big theory about this movie, right? So yeah, you got the time loop thing. We The move, the footage we see in the beginning of the movie is ultimately the footage they shoot the, at the making, end of the movie, yeah. right? They uh, draw themselves out to the woods. Exactly. Yeah. How, how? Here's my big question, though. Do they draw themselves out to the woods? This is my big thing. So I was really, really thinking about the movie when I saw it a second time because Lane weirded me out the first time, yeah. and as he should, right? But he really weirded me out, and I was really thinking about it as I was watching it a second time. Lane has a bunch of weird lines in this movie. Mm. At one point, Lane jokingly says, ah, maybe she used us to lure you out here. Oh, yeah. And who has fake little twig guys? Lane and his Lane. girlfriend. And why? When, they, when, when everybody discovers that they have the rope and that they're the ones that made the thing, Lane keeps saying, he literally he keeps going like, no, I know we faked it, but we had to. Like, we had to fake it. Yeah, you yeah, had yeah. to know this. Like, we had to prove to you this was real. Yeah, he's, like, panicked yeah, yeah. about it. He's, he's like, no, you don't understand. Like, I, I had to let you know it was real. He's real panicked about that. At the end of the movie, and I still don't know. So you wonder if maybe he doesn't want to draw them out there, but he's being forced to, so I, he's trying to scare them I, out. I, I kind of think the witch forces him to lure them out there. Yeah, yeah. Because at the end of the movie, he has this line that I still didn't even... And he is kind of the one that's, like, functioning in the house yes. at the end as an agent of the house. Yeah, yeah. He even... Oh, so here's his line, and I don't even know what it is fully because they intentionally garble this line in a uh, in one of the fucked-up camera things. Yeah, yeah, The camera gets a little glitchy when he says this, so you kind of can't understand him fully. He definitely says something at what... He's, like, screaming at her at one point. And you, what the only thing you hear that slides out of all the digital weirdness is you have to do what she tells you. Yeah, that's all you. He, that's the only part of the line you pick up. But he says a bunch of stuff, and you pick up. You have to do what she tells you. And at that point, he's bearded. He's yeah, definitely yeah, yeah. been there for like a long time. You know, I I think that he is like the key to that time thing that happens there. Uh, or not the key, like, the time thing appears to be something the witch can do, yeah, or yeah. the woods can do well, themselves. You wonder how long he's been stuck in this, uh, yeah, yeah, and, and is, is his only promise of escape luring them out there to make sure this all happens. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. even when, when he reunites with them, and he's yeah. like, it's been nighttime, and his girlfriend's like, oh, good, they're here. And he's like, no, I'm good. This is it. it like, did, nope, we gotta he go. He feels that responsibility of, like, I'm just... We so can't. then that calls into the into a tie-in to the original too where you wonder if heather was under any sort of influence yes uh, or any of them at any point Mm -hmm. if one if any three of them were under some influence at some point which i think is really fascinating that's wild now here's a great internet theory that has cropped up because of this time loop thing and i i I haven't done any research into the internet theories so there's no evidence of this in the movie but I love that this is what the internet wants to do with this, right? This is how the internet works. We just run with these things now. There's no Which ev- is so appropriate. Oh, totally. For Blair Witch. Oh, especially the property. Blair Witch. It's, it's exactly. Key, yeah. So apparently, first of all, this idea that the woods are a weird time displacement, like a like a hole in time that can be displaced, has existed since 1999. That's one of the earliest theories about the Blair Witch Project. Mm-hmm. People that go, you know, the type of person that goes online and goes, no, I know it's supernatural, and starts theorizing about how the Blair Witch Project could be supernatural. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's one of the earliest theories about it, is that the Burkittsville woods themselves are somehow in like a, a, a pocket Yeah, it's like in a, space like a Bermuda Triangle. Yeah, kind of exactly, yeah. right? So, uh, one of the big theories that's cropped up about this movie 
is okay. So this house is what'd you say his name was? Rustin, Rustin Parr. Rustin Parr. It's probably Rustin Parr's house. Is mm-hmm. the idea we get right? And we know for a fact from this movie that it burned down a long time ago. Yeah. So the house that they find, even in nineteen ninety, even in nineteen ninety four, in the first one, is like a is like a, a a ghost house. Yeah. It doesn't exist. It's 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 a ghost house. Like they have been, they have somehow traveled through time to be in an old house, right? Well, that's what we see them do in this movie. Right, they sort of somehow travel through time to end up in the same house. Yeah. So where does that? Where and when does that house exist? Is it cropping up in there now, and they're entering it, or are they all ending up in the same then and entering it? Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, is it possible the characters from the Blair Witch Project are in the house at the same time as the characters oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. from Blair Witch, and the ending of the Blair Witch Project? Is somehow the characters from Blair Witch interacting with them and killing them? That's the big internet theory: is yeah. that like somehow our characters interacted with the other characters mm-hmm. and murdered each other off? It certainly makes. There's no evidence for it in the movie, kind of but I love that. That's I absolutely love that because it reminds me of Lost. Yeah, um, it reminds me of Dark Tower kind yeah. of shit of yep. just everything, and you know, you could you could go that way with it. Um, I prefer to think of it as less specific. Yeah, me too. As in, this house doesn't really exist in right. a specific when. Right. But when when it's needed, it can be there. Yes. Um, I guess the main thing for that is that when they're approaching the house, at least in this one, the witch is outside, not attacking them, but making sure they get in. And when they get in, Lane is there to make sure they get in the box. Yes. Yeah. Hold on, though. Ready? So yeah, here's yeah. here's Blow some my mind. here's some wild stuff mind. from Simon Barrett himself. You never see the witch in this movie. Okay. Those are not the witch. Yeah. Whatever those are, not the they're witch. Not the witch. Okay. According to Simon Barrett, you never see the witch in this movie. Well, I guess you got to take it as, as, as fact. Right? He did write it. That's what he said. So, another thing that he said, definitively, what comes out of her leg, which I couldn't... T- I saw it twice. Was it a bug? Was it a stick? I Bark. Couldn't tell. Bark. She's likely becoming whatever those things are. Whatever those things are, she's transforming into one, mm-hmm. is, is my theory, based on him saying, that's definitely Bark, those are definitely not the I witch. I couldn't tell what that was, and everyone was like, oh, I think it was like a centipede, like a military That's what it looked like thing. to me, too, a centipede. I, I thought it was too firm to be one, right. but it, I, I ended up just chalking it up to, oh, it's an ooky thing. Right, and I know? think it is, I think... It's a foreign thing that you're pulling, it's body horror. Just like yeah. when they find that thing in the woods in the Blair Witch Project, that is like, what is that? Is that, oh, yeah. is that his, his finger? Ears, his is tongue? it his teeth? Yeah. It's that kind of thing. It's like, I don't know what it is, right? It's just some shit, yeah. It, but he he said, it's Bark. That's that's what he wrote it to be or whatever, is that that's Bark coming out of her leg. So I think she's transforming into whatever those things are, right? So that is just another symptom of whatever's happening out yeah, in these yeah, woods, yeah. right? That's just another way in which, if it's a witch, this witch can get you, right? Yeah, yeah. Ooh, uh, I'm getting, like, chills. I, right? I love this stuff. Yeah, I, I really, wild. really like this stuff. So potentially, is that Heather? Is that Mike? Yes, exactly. Are these people yeah. that have been trapped out in the woods for a long time and they've become these things, right? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, is it uh, Jeffrey Donovan? Yeah, <laughs> right. No, he's, <laughs> yeah. no, he's in that train station thing. That yeah, he he's in a fucking... Yeah. He, no, he's, he's in the insane asylum. Oh, right, that's yeah, right. Yeah, fuck, I fucking forgot they, that that whole movie has all those flashbacks, too. God damn it. So weird. Uh... Uh, wait, one more thing, and I love this. This is just more internet theorism. This is not uh, uh, Simon Barrett's definitiveness. But so the the tree cracking. Okay, so here's an interesting thing about this new movie: the sound design is phenomenal. But is the one thing that kind of pulled me out of the reality of it being found footage. The the sound design in the new one, like when those trees crack, I don't believe that those cameras are picking up that sound that way. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Does that make any sense? That makes sense. I, I had a little bit of trouble with that. 
All that being said, there were a couple scenes too where they did like when we were talking about Goodfellas a couple weeks back, yeah, where the sound from the next scene bled into yeah. the current scene, mm-hmm. and those are almost supposed to be subliminal, yeah, but it does betray the found footage, mm-hmm. but. If we're in a world where someone cut together this found footage to make it exciting, who's to say they didn't have a sound knob? Yeah, exactly. And there's even some score in the movie, which I didn't realize until I saw it the second time. There's like some real background, just droney sounds to help like amp up the the tension of all the scenes, which again actually breaks the reality of the found footageness, but is effective in making it a horror movie. So there's the official Canon Blair Witch action figure from, oh, right, from Todd McFarlane. I know, yeah. That came out after the first one. Yep. It doesn't really have any tie-in, but nope. It's cool as shit. I will say that it does not look like the things we saw no, in the movie. Not. So no, know, what you're not. saying is is uh, legit. S- still feels like canon, right? Uh, so, th- so the sound effects and even the fact that there's a little bit of score in the movie t- took me out of yeah, it a little yeah, yeah. bit, you know? But that's fine. Here's what I like about the sound design, though. Uh, you get these crazy cre- tree-cracking sounds, right? And eventually we see a tree fall on one of the characters, so we kind of assume... Oh, that, that made me so uncomfortable. Right? Yeah. That was scary. Yeah. That, like, really scared me. That's fucked up. Yeah. Oh, oh, and the way his flashlight wasn't working. That was a really yeah. effective scene. I really liked that. Um, but so you get these crazy loud cracking sounds with the trees that feel like they can't be real. Yeah. And what's great about the idea that this is maybe some sort of pocket in space time where things could be manipulated is, okay, so yeah, I don't believe that a camera could pick up a sound like that, right? So that breaks the reality. But, but does it reality? Yeah. if that sound is not the sound of a tree falling, but the sound of the woods themselves literally being shifted yeah. and manipulated around them so that they, when they raise their drone, they don't even see a road. Yeah. They're definitely not far from a road based on how far we saw them that hike and stuff. Camera, that's drone that, camera, if I have one big bugaboo that's everybody's the movie, bugaboo. it's the drone camera. Yeah. I would pay money for yep. them to cut in a sequence where they fly that thing up and just see. I don't know what they'd see. I know. Just so, either it's so big, yep. it, it's the flat earth from Gods of right. Egypt, or yep. just whatever. Or they just see, you know, trees crumbling in the distance. Or, you know, maybe maybe the drone camera flies up and it sees an identical drone camera right. doing the exact same right. thing, you know, a mile away. I don't know. I was thinking it would have been cool for the drone, for basically something to actually happen to them on the ground while they had the drone up. And for them to have just a quick way to explain why we don't have the ear cameras for this scene, we can only see this from the drone. You know what I mean? That, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. something happens to them while they've got the drone up, and the only evidence we have of it is the drone shot of it. Yeah, I think yeah. that would be cool as shit. That would be very, very cool, because then it, it ties into a little bit of that, what did we see? Yeah, exactly. Gives that mystery. Yeah. Another missed opportunity was the camera that they put on the tree. Yeah, I thought that was there weird was that so they even did it. That, that there should have been something lurking yeah. in the background or popping up in the background, and there just wasn't. I to be get, fair, that's a callback to the original, I think. Well, and it's an establishing it's an establishing shot yeah. for the environment. We needed to set up the the geography of that camp oh, right. as to where the tents yep. are, where the paths away are, yep. and where the girl with the bug leg is or yep. bark leg. Yeah, you know, yeah. all of the, they needed to set that up yep. in order to launch into let's separate all the yes. characters. That's important. It's cinematic geography yep. 101. Yep. But I feel like it could have been exploited for if you're gonna load me with scares. That that was your chance to give me something uh, ambiguous and filled with dread that that you know would still work. Here's what I wanted out of that thing because it what I ultimately what I think is it was yes it's totally functionally what that's for in the movie. I also think it's supposed to be it's the only black and white footage. It's a little bit of a callback yeah, to yeah. the original. And one of the things that happens a lot in the original, especially in the black and white footage, 
is that's a lot of time when they're running is with the black and white footage. Yeah. And that's a lot of time in that movie when I am looking at the frame trying to find something yeah, in the yeah. frame. And that's the thing I was That's what happened that. yeah. every time they used that black and white and maybe static there shot. there is something there. There might be. That I, we missed. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. There's definitely a shot earlier in the movie with one of the color cameras. Yeah, I noticed that you I'm wrote not about that. sure, yeah. but I really thought I saw something the second time. Very well could be. I, I noticed um, next time you watch The Descent, yeah. those creatures are fucking everywhere. Really? Yeah. They're, they're, they show up at least four times Holy before shit, they that's actually awesome. show up. That you can barely see it even when you see it, but it's there. But it's there. Why? Because it's, it's there. That's we got awesome. Them. That's great. You know, they yeah. have the makeup on today. Let's do <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but they. Uh, um, but what I wish they would have done with that static black and white shot is not necessarily that something would have happened in the background or something. Because I like that I'm searching for that. That's like a cool mental game they play with me. But I wish when they came back out of the tent after a bunch of shit happened and he goes to check it and he's like, ah, it died. I wish it hadn't died. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. wish that there was something, I wish there was something for him to look at and then we do oh, see something. Footage of them watching footage? Then we I do see, see something. You know what I mean? Like, I think that would you be cool. You know what cool. I was actually thinking would happen would be just one of their many cameras that were littered. Or, you yeah, know, once yeah. they're all dead at the end, wouldn't it be great if something picked it up and walked into uh, the forest? That would be cool. We don't see anything besides like a leg yeah. into the camera. Yeah. That's it. That would be cool. And just <laughs> well, making some noise. That would be fucking scary, and it would it would show that that DV thing was found. But I do. Well, I think for one, they kind of already did that in that great shot where she falls out of the tree and immediately her body gets pulled yeah, away. Yeah, yeah. That was that cool. was fucking awesome. That was really cool. And that's something that that's like now law. Yeah. Um, the same way that it used to be, if you're making a horror movie, someone's got to get cut in half, and then they don't realize it, and then they fall into two pieces. Yeah. The new thing is, if you fall in front of a camera, you will get dragged oh, off yeah, the screen. Yeah, yeah. Like, that is, that is and law. it's effective as shit. That was a good one. I, yeah. I really liked that. Uh, but the other thing is, I actually really like that we are left with this question at the end of the movie of, uh, uh, okay, so fucking who did find and or cut this footage? Adam Wingard. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Which he sent me a hilarious message that was I was like I was like, dude, I saw your movie. I loved your movie. Uh, I, I thought it was great. It was really cool. And I forget I complimented about something. And he was like, yeah, it's a real shame what happened to those kids. And we had to just find that footage and make a movie about it's them. That attitude that means he's going to be a great filmmaker forever. I fucking love that dude. Which while we're here, um, you're going to listen to this, Mr. Wingard. Yeah. Um, Come on our show. Please be on our show. We, we love your work. We love your movies. And we will talk to you about The Master. It, yeah. I know that's what you want to do with us. We'll talk about it. We don't care what you want to talk about. We don't have to talk about your movies. I'll talk to you about I'll talk about pizza. anything, dude. I don't give a yeah. shit. Yeah. Come on our show. Simon, too. I, I like both of you dudes a lot. Uh, but anyway. Uh, 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 oh, uh, here's the other thing. is I love this question of if it's a time loop, really, who fucking edited this footage? Wh who actually found it and how right i'm gonna say it's probably the blair witch right <laughs> yeah. well that here's what i also love though is because of the time loop i actually think it kind of takes that question away i don't need to ask who edited the footage anymore well, it's terminator right you know it which came where did first? it start where did it end yeah but the, the john connor or the, yeah. or the michael bean I forget but that, his name. you know it's it, that is one of the weirder i think complaints but i get it about even the original one it's like oh, okay well who fucking edited this together then you know it's like one of, if it's, it's really found who edited grant it morrison quote who fills batman's right. tires yeah. nobody it's right. fiction exactly but yeah. by creating this weird time loop thing it almost erases that question because it's like 
Yeah, go ahead. Ask that question all you want. You're never going to be able to yeah. explain it. This thing came out of a time loop. This is bigger than you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And that's that's terrifying. I love that. The, I think the most effective moment, I mean, short of that, like the fun house, like, but the most effective moment in terms of recreating the dread of the original yeah. is the first reveal of Lane just saying, it's been night for six oh, days. yes, 100%. That is fucked. That's terrifying. Fuck. And I, I lo- have a nightmare recurring that I go to jail because I made some dumb mistake, mm-hmm. just some innocent mistake, yeah. but it caused something big and I end up in jail. And what scares me isn't the jail. Yep. It isn't the mistake. It's the time between where oh, the there's something between. that is unavoidable mm-hmm. that I absolutely cannot stop mm-hmm. from affecting my life in a permanent way. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that it's coming. Mm-hmm. That is this whole movie. That is yep. the Blair Witch movie. That. And in that, this is a hugely successful sequel. Oh, yeah. Because it captures the whole idea of you're fucked and you don't know it yet. And Wait a minute. Nothing. Am I fucked and I don't know it yet because I did something totally innocent? And there's nothing any of us can do about what it. If I, what if I recently met the person who's going to stab me to death? Right. But they're my best friend. What if you kill right, me one exactly, day? Right, exactly, yeah. And whatever this, you know... I. What, what are you going to do? There'd be no, yeah, exactly. It's, it's the you set yourself on that path, whether John you like Lennon it or not. John signs an autograph for Mark David Chapman. Right. Doesn't know that in three hours that guy's going to kill him. Right. But it's set in motion. Yep. You can't do anything. Nothing you can do. That that is terrifying. That's true terror. And that you know it goes throughout all of the you know the first and third movie, mm-hmm. but that moment where he's like, oh, it's nighttime. It's like, oh, you are you are nothing yeah. in this grand plan yeah. of horror. Uh, Ugh. I also didn't realize until I saw it a second time, I don't know why I didn't realize this, that once Lane makes that claim that it's been dark for him for six days, the next time it goes dark for our characters, it's dark the rest of the movie. Yeah. That's it. I don't think it ever goes light again after nope. that, does it? It's, it's yeah. all darkness after that. Yeah. Because it's pretty quickly after that scene that they go down for the night, and then they wake up and say it's 2 p.m., but it's still dark outside. Yeah, it yeah, is yeah. just dark for the rest of the movie. Love that. That is really cool. Ooh. It's it's I, a pretty chilling movie. I, it, it's fun. And, see, and, and it's really fun. If I were to cut any yeah. exploration of any of this out of there, the most important thing, the lowest bar that this has to clear is, did it freak my shit while I was watching it? Was my shit freaked for 90 minutes? Did I have a little freak out hell bus for 90 minutes? Yes. Yeah. They cleared that bar yep. by a huge margin. Yep. That is all I needed, and I got more. And uh, I'll tell you this. Uh, it, if if you told me I had to make a sequel to one of these sort of like seminal modern horror movies, um, especially one where they already did make one and it was terrible, you know, so people mm-hmm. just have a bad taste in their mouth about sequels to it, I think I would be concerned with making sure that it's somewhat a commercial horror movie. And I think they really successfully achieved making a Blair Witch movie that should please real Blair Witch fans absolutely, and still pleases a commercial horror audience. Absolutely. It's insane that they figured out how to do that. Like I said, the guy next to me, he had never seen a Blair Witch yep. movie. Loved it. Hi, Josh. He <laughs> loved it. We love you. Um, and, and it was great, too, because he's, he's, a, he's a big, imposing man. I mean, he's yeah. a softy, oh. but I wouldn't fight him. Nope. You know, he's definitely he's got the toughness in him. He would murder me. We whimpered together. Uh-huh. It was awesome. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's good stuff. I love that. Yeah. yeah. And if, if it can... With in for him, all of the lore is completely gone because it means nothing. Doesn't mean anything to him. It's just a scary ass movie that yep. he watched. That's fucking cool. Yeah. For me, you and I both watched both movies yeah. back to back to back to check yep. it out. 
and it, it effectively fit that lore yeah. and delivered that experience. It's here's what's funny to me is like the original one I find way more scary than I found this one, right? I, I think the original one is terrifying to me. This one is scary, uh, but it's like it's like fun in the way that it's scary. I think oh, yeah. right. The original one is not fun to me. It's like real terror. But I I have I suspect that that movie is only that terrifying every seventeen years. You know what I mean? Like I yeah, it's yeah, that yeah. seventeen year gap. That I don't think I could watch that movie every Halloween and get that scared by it every time, or to be honest with you, even enjoy watching it every Halloween. Mm-hmm. I think I could watch Blair Witch every Halloween. Oh, absolutely! I, like this is a fun horror I movie. I said in my review, I would like to see this again with a huge crowd. Yep, I would like to see it alone in the dark at my house. Yes, and it's going to work both ways. Yes, and it's going to be fantastic. Yep, I think that it's the perfect marriage of like your next is not a scary movie, Mm-mm. but it's a fun house and it's it's visceral and it's it's very well written and yeah. it's just very well made and well put together. The guest is actually pretty scary. Pretty scary. It's like um, very unsettling the it's way very unsettling. everybody. This mar- is a marriage of both of those yeah. things. So you actually get to see, like, even though I prefer both of those films yes, to this, me too. I think in terms of development as filmmakers and writers, they took an impossible task and really transcended it. Totally. And even though it's, I'd say, an inferior film, that's only by function of what it had to be. Yes. But in terms of writing and filmmaking, this is leaps and bounds. Oh, uh, This shows progress in a way that is... I I just can't wait to see what what's next. I even think like Wingard kind of like magically pushed the found footage genre forward a little bit yeah. in a way that it needed to. Absolutely, like that genre is gonna continue existing. It's not going away, but it's getting a little tired. Mm-hmm. And I think he found a way to like really inject some new ideas into it that will hopefully help other filmmakers that are forced to make one of the forty five found footage movies that come out every year. You know. Establish some new interesting uh, techniques to, so that they can do some new scenes and some new kinds mm-hmm. of scenes in these movies. You know what I mean? It's I, I really think he did kind of a brilliant thing. They with introduced that. a little bit of classical filmmaking yeah. without betraying it. I want to read a passage from my review that I that I think applies here. I'm sorry. That is like so, I love when you say I want to read a passage from it. It just reminds me because it reminds me of a pastor. Oh, Pastors yeah. always say this passage from Proverbs from the book of Philadelphia.com. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, the uh, no, sure. Oh, fuck it. It just disappeared again. <laughs> it just my phone shut off again. All right, here we go. Sure, plenty of critics are going to lambaste this one for abandoning the pervasive dread of the original in favor of more traditional funhouse jolts. But that's the difficulty of a movie like this. You're in a lose-lose situation either way. To avoid any sort of update would result in a simple remake. To forego found footage entirely would be to make Book of Shadows. <laughs> Wingard and Barrett have managed to find this crazy sweet spot in which they get to flex their horror, horror muscles, and they do so admirably. Totally. They really did carve out a spot that doesn't and shouldn't exist. It's like a reality that yeah. doesn't exist. It's, oh, they, like they the, found a spot Like the, in the Black woods. Hills of the Burkins. Exactly. Yeah. They found a place where... Just somehow they managed to just put all of their little bits of talents yeah. into this perfect thing that it's not perfect, but I dare you to make a better Blair Witch sequel. It cannot be done. No, I don't think so. Uh, you know, it's funny because like it, it sort of excited me to see more Blair Witch movies because it's like, man, they really opened this mythology up in a way that I could see future filmmakers opening it more and opening it more and opening it more, which is cool. I like that. Um, I think we would obviously get to a point where it gets too open and everything's too explained and it wouldn't be as interesting anymore. But I also, ki- I, I, it, in as much as I just watched 10 Jason movies in a row, yeah, yeah, yeah. and what I ended up enjoying about it was the way they almost over-explored the concept. Oh, yeah. There's some, there is some joy in that. But there's also a comfort in just like, oh, they're doing what I came here for. Right. Cool. 
And, you know? and there's some joy in almost over-explaining, in a sense where now that we're so many years removed from all of it, I can watch those Jason movies and go, wow, these are all bullshit anyway, and so it's like fun to watch them, blah, blah, blah. It, and every movie eventually gets there. It's what happens with time, right? Yep. So it's like, yeah, okay, uh, I, maybe I don't want to see three more Blair Witch movies where they get too involved and give me too many answers right now. But like 30 years from now, I kind of will have wanted that all to oh, have yeah. existed so that I can go through it and watch That's it and have a good time. Even the most terrible Saw movies. Yeah. I will always defend the Saw movies because I look back at them with the fondness. Like, yeah. like it or not, Jigsaw was our Jason. Right. We got 10 of them. Yep. We got, we got a 3D one. Yep. <laughs> you know, we got it. Yeah. We didn't get 10 of them. I think we got seven. Like eight or something. Yeah. But yeah. It's, it's still, it's just they, they took something that said, we don't need a sequel. Right. And. It made money, so they just fucking beat it to death. Yep. And then after beating it, it came back from the dead, and suddenly we realized that we're more comfortable. Like I always say, I'd, I'll take more bad Jason movies than no more Jason yeah. movies at all. Yep. I will. I where I'd like to, and we'll get into what we talked about the framework. Yeah, of this sure. Episode. Yeah. I would like this to remain a trilogy because yeah. I really think they did something kind of special with this last entry. But I'll I'll watch them. Yeah. If you want to keep them coming, if you want to use Blair Witch as the framework to introduce a new filmmaker to me, I'll take it. Yeah. You know it, they did that with the the catfish guys now right. own Paranormal Activity. Yep. Cool. Yeah. No, I'll take it. That's fine. That it. You know it's take that a weird student filmmaker and give them a mainstream yeah. budget, like an almost mainstream budget with the promise of a mainstream release. You might stumble across what you were saying at the beginning. Yeah. It's just a bad movie, but there could be this one little tweak a where little you go. Spark. The horror brought that out. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. A, a you know a new line has been drawn. Yes. That's fucking cool. And that I you know it's like it's like you said it's like I, I sincerely doubt anybody will make a better Blair Witch sequel than Adam Wingard and Simon Barrett made. I think this is probably the best we can hope for with the Blair Witch sequel. But at the same time, I kind of want to see more now. Like yeah. I I would watch more Blair Witch movies. I'm they got me excited about mythology. it. Yeah, I know. I, I, I like, like this mythology now. With the first one, like I said in the beginning of the the review. Yeah. The, I don't I'm not interested in the mythology. Now because right. that you know why I never played that computer game that came with Book of Shadows? I, I don't care. Yeah. I really don't care no. about Rustin Parr. I yeah. do not care about the history. I don't want to know what made the witch the witch, but now I do. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I, I kind of do. I, I really like that stuff. Like, I actually really like the lore uh, of the Blair Witch. Like, I kind of always have, because to me, it reminds me of these weird Northeastern myths oh, yeah. that we have, like the Jersey Devil. It you know, it's like, like a very real lore. Yeah. yeah, it really feels. And that's actually kind of difficult to do, because Northeastern mythology is, is like really weird. It, it's always like a combination of like seven different stories. Stories yeah. that have all well, been conflated. Yeah, because we take what we know about the Blair Witch Project and then we just suppose. Yes, exactly. And that's, but this leaves enough room for suppositions yeah. as well as giving it, you know, something new. Yeah. So what I, if it's just Dark City, I, dude. <laughs> I, straight up, I do think there's an argument to be made from what happens on screen in in the latest one that it's just fucking aliens. Yeah. That that aliens have known about this area for a really long time, the like hundreds of years, and they've yeah, they just they've been coming down from time to time, fucking around people, and then those yeah, stories got turned burn into tree people yeah. are just a byproduct. Yeah, of exactly. Whatever yeah, it is they're doing. yeah, could be. That's you know what I mean. It's like Absolutely I think that's ad, that's a rational explanation from the what we see in this movie. Um, it could also be a witch that's in charge of all of this. That witch could be Edie Sedgwick, that who was in control of Rustin Parr, or maybe it's Rustin Parr himself, or I don't know. Wait, is Edie Sedgwick the name, or is that an actress? There's, oh, you're right. What is the Kira Sedgwick's an actress? Oh, actress. So is this Edie is, Sedgwick. It's Edie something is the, is what they keep referring to as that woman that they they burned at the stake for being a witch. Hold on, I'm gonna find this somehow. Uh, Google. 
So, okay, so let's talk about this. You brought this up beforehand. Um, I don't know if you want to bring it up or if you want to let me open the door. Oh, go ahead. Open the door. Um, our, our past guest on the Gremlins 2 podcast, yes. Brandon Gorin, who looks exactly like Lane from Holy this movie. Holy shit. Um, they could definitely be brothers. Yes, they could. The concept came up of... Uh, it, tell me if I'm wrong. You referred to this as the Blair Witch Trilogy. I said, hey, we're going to do the Blair Witch Trilogy on the next episode. And he looked at me sideways and said, it's not a trilogy. Yeah. And I was like, serious? And he was like, yeah. And I think that's kind of a fascinating distinction. I do get what he's saying. Yes. I, I think by cold, hard definition by the books, yes. it's a trilogy until a fourth one comes out. Then it's a quadrilogy. Then it's a uh -huh, legacy. Uh -huh, that's uh -huh. just the rules. Okay. Uh, you know, the same way that it's like 75 yeah. years is your diamond anniversary. It's yeah. just that that's how it works. But as trilogies function... E.D. Sedgwick is wrong, but I can't figure out why. <laughs> well, uh, as trilogies function, yeah. there is technically, whether it was intended at first or not... Right. Um, like, for example, we'll use Back to the Future. Sure. That first one was standalone. Yep. Second one was made with the third one in mind. Mm -hmm. um, it's even in the credits. Come mm -hmm. back next time. And a little remix of the thing for old Western times. <laughs> Beautiful. But that whole series does follow a three-act structure. Yes. You know, we do have... You know, the first one does have its own internal three-act structure, but yep. at the end of the first one, we have now set up the device for the conflict. Yep. In the second one, we now have the conflict yep. of we fucked up literal oh, time. Fuck. Yeah. And then the third one is Resolution. the denouement where mm -hmm. we get, you know, everything comes back to normal. We learn that the future's not written, and Doc Brown actually finds a purpose besides fucking with <laughs> with machines that's fucking with a lady and making some weird babies. That's right. His, uh, what were his, uh, uh, oh, Orson Jules and Wells. And Jules and Vern. Yeah. Uh, Orson Welles. <laughs> Jules and Vern. Okay. Close enough. <laughs> Ernest and Hemingway. And, uh, no, but so you do get that, and that doesn't exist here. Right. And it's because of the weak middle chapter. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to undercut myself here yeah. because of, like, the tree in the house uh -huh, uh -huh. and the reality bending powers of the witch that don't get introduced until the second one, uh -huh. but could still apply to the first. Uh -huh. It does work as a trilogy. Uh huh. The only thing that once again separates that for me is that each movie has its own core group of characters yeah. that exist only in that movie. Yeah. Whereas a trilogy, I feel, should explore beyond that. Yeah. You know, it should be, there should at least be one character that connects it. And the only one that connects it here is the Blair Witch, who doesn't appear in any of the movies at all. Technically, you could say that uh, because it's Heather's brother. There's some like direct tie, like yeah. much more direct with this one in the original one, uh, but so I that still does, don't. That doesn't make it a trilogy. I don't no, and well, especially because the middle one has reality. Nothing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, it's the middle one that fucks that. I think. Well, in the middle one, it, it like we said before, we don't know in what realm the I'm, first movie exists exactly. in connection with that. Yeah. We don't know. It's, yeah, so I don't think you could say it's a trilogy. I just like I loved the question of like, is it a trilogy or is it a series? Because to me, it's like, oh yeah, I guess just because there's three movies doesn't make it a trilogy yeah because it's like you're saying it's like a trilogy is some sort of complete it's structure story, yeah. you know uh i mean technically but then again there's also like we refer to what you i don't know why i mean we call it the cornetto trilogy now right it used to be called the blood and ice cream trilogy right i don't know where that changed oh uh well the because cornettos are the little ice so creams, the ice creams but yeah. they, i mean the terminology for some reason we all went cornetto yeah, with yeah. It. i always called it blood and ice cream until oh, the cornetto i think it's because he started referring to it as the three flavors cornetto oh, okay fair enough okay yeah so we do call that a trilogy, but then in that one, we have 
the same it's actors, the actors coming back. Yeah, and some we have themes. sort of the same thematic yeah. thing coming back, and the same idea of uh, it's a mock of a, a genre yeah. within actually creating that genre. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like it's tough, and I. I Ultimately, I'm gonna say that like factually, it is a trilogy. But yeah. where I stand is it's a series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Blair Witch is a series. That's kind of how I feel about yeah. it because it feels like each one. It feels like you could make twenty more. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, you know what I mean. Like each one can be its own sort of unfolding of events in that forest, and that's really the only connecting tissue. You know, uh, you know, it's like we wouldn't call the first three Bond movies a trilogy. I don't think even when there were only three out, I don't think anybody would have been like, "Did you see it the Bond series, trilogy?" Yeah. You know, yeah, that's true. Um, but here's the other thing, though, too, is that if they stopped it at Skyfall, right, we could probably refer to the uh, Daniel Craig Bond as a trilogy uh, because they do try to connect right. it. But we ended up, I mean, yeah. but even with Spectre, you could call yeah. it a quadrilogy or whatever. Um, that's uh, you know, and I've technically in my head done that with the Friday Thirteenth series. Mm-hmm. The the first three are are like the Jason trilogy to me because that's yeah. like where we move from his mom to him to he finally gets the hockey mask and yeah, becomes yeah. Jason. And then the next three are the uh, Tommy uh, Tommy Jarvis Tommy Jarvis trilogy. He's the main character of the next three. The Corey Feldman trilogy. <laughs> yeah, and then you completely lose the trilogy idea as they well, move on. Well, then we start bonding that, with other yes, other franchises, psychic teenagers yeah. and. Uh, well, and Freddy's the sewers of New York. And, uh, uh, suddenly, we can jump into Candyman's body. Yeah, yeah. that would be awesome. <laughs> yeah, that would be awesome. Uh, isn't that kind of what happens in the ninth one? I don't think it's actually Candyman that plays that guy, but he definitely becomes Todd, a black yeah. guy. Well, one of the things that I love about the ninth one is that he actually kills Kane Hodder, who plays. Oh right, the cop. yes, yeah. So he actually kills yeah. Jason. And you want to hear another piece of dorky trivia? Yes. In Jason Takes Manhattan, he throws a short order cook played by Ken Kersinger. Uh-huh. Uh, he throws him through a window, uh-huh. and he's a stuntman, Ken Kersinger, who uh-huh. eventually plays Jason in Freddy Holy vs. Jason. Holy shit, yeah. that's funny. I have, a, I actually have a picture with most of the Jasons. Oh, really? I used to go to horror conventions a lot. Oh, that's cool. You should actually go to one. They're a lot I would love of fun. to. They're a lot yeah. of fun. I'm a Candyman. Yeah. Um, I, I even have a picture with the Jason that bursts out of the uh, the water at the end of the uh. first one in like, the post Yeah. Yeah. He's just—he's not a Jason. He's like right. a squirrely he's little a, guy. A guy. Yeah. That's cool. I love it. Yeah. You want to hit these lists? I think we're wrapped up on Blair. Yeah, I think we're wrapped more? up. Um, before we get into the lists, uh, just because this is a long episode, I just want to remind everybody to check us out on iTunes. Oh, yeah. uh, leave a review, subscribe, and uh, we want for you to be interactive with us. Mm-hmm. Um, we will literally talk about anything. Oh my god! What we want to talk about is what you want to hear yeah. about. So please be interactive. Uh, we're going to be having some, uh, hopefully getting some merch soon, getting some contests mm-hmm, up. Mm-hmm. So there will be more windows of opportunity for you to interact with us. Oh, yeah. But in the meantime, you can literally talk to us about anything at I Like to Movie on Twitter, facebook.com slash I Like to Movie. We have I Like to Movie.tumblr.com. We're all over the internet. Uh, most importantly, leave a review. Yeah, uh, we want to get more visible. We're really starting to blow up with some some listeners. Oh, yeah. And so we just want you on board as it happens. So yeah. please reach out to us. Yeah. Uh, actually, if you're listening to us now, you're listening to what has been like what like we have had one of the most listened to months we've ever had uh, mm-hmm. just this past month, uh, which I think is due to high fidelity. And uh, oh, yeah. uh, what did we do? Goodfellas. Last? Goodfellas. Yeah. Goodfellas, just two great one, movies yeah. that people like hearing people talk about. Um, so, yeah. Uh, tune in for more of, uh, of that kind of stuff uh, at all those places. And now we're going to dive into our sequel list, right? Yes. So what we decided to do for a list for this one was talk about horror our favorite sequels. horror sequels. Because the thing is with with horror sequels is that a lot of them suck. Almost, well, they're almost never necessary, no. but for some reason they're required. We always do them. And but what's weird is because of the nature of horror, like a lot of them are garbage, right? But a lot of them are like fucking great. Uh-huh. 
Um, and even usually, some of the garbage ones are like fun garbage. And they're fun. Well, usually what happens is either we discover that the concept wasn't enough, right? So we end up just filling it with with just gore and grue and, yeah, and yeah, you know yeah. titties and, and knives, and that's yeah, great. Yeah. Other times we discover, oh man, we've actually got a great concept, and we weren't doing enough with it. Right. And it ended up being great. Like this isn't on my list, but um, the Purge is a terrible movie. Uh-huh. It's just a great concept to make a shitty home invasion movie, right? But the Purge Anarchy yeah. is awesome. Yeah, yeah. And the Purge election year yeah. is like, it's important. Uh-huh. And it, it's it, it's crazy to me. Yeah. I, I didn't include those because I talked them up recently. Yeah. But that happens where it's like, this whole idea of the Purge was used to make a shitty movie. Yeah. And then they were like, wait a minute, we've got a really great idea. Uh-huh. We can really snowball oh, yeah. this. And then they ended up making a series that I that I adore. Yeah. So James DeMonaco, love it. That's I, that's. Again, that's sort of one of the joys I've found in horror is this whole idea of we're just going to make a million of all of these and different directors come in and try different ideas with the same characters. I I love that stuff because you get really interesting movies eventually. We get movie movies. I think there's a higher instance of what we define as movie movies in horror because either a lack of resources or just a lack of giving a shit about classic form causes people to really exploit what they do have on hand. You know, you know, if it's like, listen, we, we've got one camera, but we've got a tub of blood. Uh-huh. You're going to get a movie movie, oh, yeah. you know? we got a great makeup artist. we got half a script. You're going to get a movie yep. movie, you know? <laughs> we've got nothing, but we've got a lot of titties. <laughs> <laughs> we might get a movie movie. Let's make a piranha movie. <laughs> Let's make a piranha movie. <laughs> yeah. We've got nothing, but we've got this 3D camera. Let's literally throw <laughs> shit at the camera, and we'll, we'll come up with something yep. later. It's awesome. So what do you got? Uh, I'm, I'm mine's all over the place. I don't even have them ranked in any way. All right. Well, I I actually tried to rank mine, yep. um, and I do have some honorable mentions that I'm, it's a total cheat because yeah. I, I have a, a tough thing. So we're gonna start with probably my most controversial entry Ooh, at please. number five. Yeah. This is a sequel that that I don't think is better than the original, mm-hmm. but is one of the most awesomely. Like, it came from a really interesting place, and that is Human Centipede 2 full sequence. I've not seen a single Human Centipede movie. I would recommend seeing the first one. I'm a human monopede. Because it is, it is a... Uh, nice. It is a... Uh, it's just a really fucked up body horror movie yeah. that's cheesy and yeah. stupid. The problem was the the audience was like, really? I... I actually find it horrifying because surgery scares me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole idea that you're just unconscious and out of control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And these people know. He shows them what he's going to do uh, before he I puts them I don't like them any out. of this. So they know that when they wake up, things are going to yeah. be really upset. It's that dread of, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I made a mistake that I can't stop. Oh. But it's not really gruesome right. in a visceral yeah, yeah, yeah. way. And so the reaction was, really? this? It's kind of clean. It's kind of clinical. Interesting. So the second one is... Gross. A fan of the first movie decides, I'm going to try this. But all I have is this staple gun and this hammer and this empty warehouse. God. And it's black and white, except for the poop. The poop is brown. (laughs) Um, There's a lot of it. Um, It's it's just over the top, but it has the vibe of your classic 70s band films. Yeah. But it's crass in a way that, like, the third one didn't quite work for me because it's like, too crass to yeah. the point where it's like frat boyish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This one's crass in a way where it's like this is a filmmaker who knows what he's doing. Yeah. He's giving you what you asked for. Yeah. And he's throwing it in your face and going, You asked for it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why the fuck you want it, <laughs> but here it is. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I gotta That's respect cool. that. Yeah. And if you can stomach it, it's worth watching. And, and there's actually, I think, some really phenomenal filmmaking going on. Yeah. And it just it has that classic band film feel yeah. that 
is an important part of horror. Yeah. Um, you know, when you think of Cannibal Holocaust, that was a banned mm-hmm. film. Whether it was banned for long or not is irrelevant. Right. But we know it's a banned film, yes. so we go in with a certain expectation. This has that vibe. That's cool. So that, that actually sounds interesting to me. That's uh, it, uh, if you can stomach it, it's very. Interesting. Might get me into those movies. So I might, I might try it. Not in well, you know. The thing is that once you once you can look at them with a bemused detachment, yeah, as you should, yeah, um, you know, which is kind of what happens with the Jason movies. Yes. They're just more dated. Once oh, you yeah. can get that bemused detachment, I mean, it's the same thing. Like you'll probably never watch a Serbian film. Right. No, that I film don't think is so. is an abject comedy. Yeah. If you look at it with the right detachment, yeah, there's yeah, a yeah. Looney Tunes aspect to it that's there. It's tough to watch though. I, yeah. I don't know if I'd watch it again. Right. But there's value. Yeah. And I think Human Centipede Two really, really hits that. Interesting. And uh, and Tom Six follows me on Twitter, so that's ah. fun. <laughs> oh, that's that guy's name. Yeah. Tom Six. Oh, he's a fucking maniac, and I love him. <laughs> love him. So uh, Human Centipede Two full sequence. I'm gonna hit you with my least controversial choice because it's the least interesting, but would be number one if I were to rank these in any way. Evil Dead Two. Oh yeah. It's the greatest horror sequel probably ever. I left that ever. off of my list because I. It's number one. It's number one. And I, I just figured we've talked yeah. it to death. It's, it we have. End up, yeah. It's my least interesting choice. That's why I'm bringing it up now. It's just, it, it's what you said in the beginning. It's like sometimes we just discover we didn't do enough. That's what Evil Dead 2 is. Evil Dead 2 is just like, let's Got throw so much at this. And it's just a, it's like a joy. It, the crazy thing about Evil Dead 2 to me, I'm sure everybody has said this, so it's almost not worth saying, but Evil Dead is like kind of a legit scary horror movie oh, yeah. that I really, really like. Evil Dead 2 is like a wild slapstick comedy that also functions as a very scary oh, it's movie. Very scary. Uh, he puts his severed hand under a copy of A yeah. Farewell to Arms. Yeah, yeah. Good night. It's fantastic. So good. Uh, it's just, it, it, and I, you know, I don't know this for sure. Uh, I, I, I'm not well versed in this stuff enough to know, but uh, for me, it seems like the almost like the birth of the true horror comedy that's actually horror yeah. and actually funny, you know? Yeah. I would agree. I don't know how true that is, but well, one of the things that that Evil Dead Two I actually relate to Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh, in that we are being told the story mm. by a narrator that's full of himself mm-hmm. and isn't telling the truth. Right, and the proof's in the pudding. The first part of Evil Dead Two is a recap yep. of the first movie, yep. and it is entirely different. That's true, but it's Ash telling you this story. Yeah. So while it is heightened, I mean, while it is a crazy situation. You wonder how much of it is heightened yes. through the lens of what we now understand is Ash. Ash, yeah. And that is, whether that's purposeful or not, I mean, this is, of course, post the Evil Dead show oh, yeah. and post mm-hmm. all that, but I think that It's kind of a fun way know, to read it. He sees himself as a very big hero. And the first yeah. one, if you remember, he's a fucking pussy. Oh, yeah. And at the very end, he kind of becomes a badass. Kind of becomes a hero. But in the second one, he's like, yeah, this is what happened before, and now I'm stuck in this crazy <laughs> time loop. You know, yeah. It's... So it's, you know, he's telling you the story. Yeah. So, you know, same with Ferris Bueller. We don't know what he did that day. Right. We just know what he told us. Uh-huh. And he's a schmoozer. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, I, I love that aspect of it. Yeah, that is fun. That's a really fun way to read that. Yeah. That's cool. I, it's it's got to be there. I yeah. feel like it's got to be there. Hit me with another. All right. Let's unlock this phone. Holy moly. All right. Number four. It's kind of two movies, but it's... Final Destination Two. Oh, is I don't one think of I've seen a single. I, I've seen the first one, but I don't think Get I've seen any of the sequels. Well, the I, first I like the first one, one. Was like the the American Pie horror. Yeah, like it was that era yeah. of actually, honestly, the era that was like right near uh, where Blair Witch came out. Oh, that's true. Yeah, you know, I, I almost want to say that it was an artist and entertainment film. Uh, it might I, have been Dimension. I think. Okay, that makes sense yeah. too. So the first one kind of takes itself seriously. The second one is from the same director as Snakes on a Plane. Oh, and they go big on the comedy. 
huge on the gruesomeness of yeah. it, but they expand the mythology because all of the people in the second one are people that would not be dead, that would be dead had they not interfered with people from the first one. Whoa. So it's like they're all loosely connected yeah. to that first disaster. And had those people, like, those people survived and saved their life. Right. So it adds to this mythology where, like, if like if I see you about to get hit by a truck, I push you out of the way. That's good, but I just fucked up Death's plan. Right. So now it's coming after me. Oh, it comes and after so you, too. so they change it and do that, but it's really gruesome. It's very, very, very funny. Oh, cool. Um, the reason why I say it's two movies is because Final Destination 5 ties together the whole series. Whoa. In a huge way. Really? In a twist that floored me whoa blew my i saw them all in the theater yeah especially when they got 3d later on oh, that's it. right yeah the fifth one has a twist that that encapsulates the entire series in a, in a huge shocking way that i almost saw coming because there was a clue that i just dismissed yeah and then later had my my mind blown whoa it's a it's a series that does not deserve to be as good mm -hmm. as it is but the high point is really two and the last act of five but fascinating uh, final destination two is and it's funny when i went online to see like what other people what had people for think their of sequels it? Yeah. it was on every single list whoa cool gotta agree with i'm it. gonna have to see it yeah it's good yeah really i liked really the first one when i was growing up it's a good way it's a yeah. great idea devin sawa well like you really it really stretches the the believability you got to swallow the pill and the second one just jams the pill down your throat and <laughs> it's, yeah. it's fucking good i like that it's that one actually final destination 2 is one of the few movies that i saw two days in a row because oh. i saw it and was like wow that surprised me and then called my buddy and was like what are you doing you want to go see a movie yeah it was that in zoolander <laughs> no one wanted to see zoolander yeah. i thought it was going to be garbage i saw zoolander and then we theaters. saw it and then it was like shit that was like peewee level good. yeah and then we moved on and saw it again the next day oh, i love it yeah. uh my uh my next one is also a slightly boring choice uh which i'm bringing it up it's boring because we've done it on the show gremlins 2 is one of the best horror sequels i've ever seen in my honorable mentions it's so, i just couldn't believe how good it was yeah uh, and people know that if they listen to the show we we did a whole episode on it listen to that if you want to hear me react in huge ways to how good a sequel could be uh and how just much bigger and crazier it could be without being like stupid for being so big yeah, and crazy yeah, yeah. There I, are some definite horror moments in that. Oh, yeah. yeah I, I, I would consider both of those movies. Well, I, Gremlins 2 is less a horror movie than Gremlins, but I would say be, by being established, the series is established by Gremlins as a horror series to me. Gremlins 2 is, to me then, by just de facto, is like a horror sequel, mm -hmm. even if itself doesn't play in the horror realm as much. I would agree. If that makes sense. It's on my honorable mention, yeah. but I, I didn't... I didn't I, I, we didn't have We did it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, my number three, and this is probably a more controversial choice, but Hostel 2. Oh, I have not seen a Hostel movie. Not my cup of tea. I think the second one is... I mean, you're going to have to watch the first one to yeah. watch the second one, but I think the second one um, is often overlooked because people want to view Eli Roth as a bro. Yeah. And as indicated in, in like, Knock Knock, yeah. wherever you land on that, there's clearly thought going into yes. it. And clearly thought into the implications as to just the, you know, whatever the social aspects are, but as well as just what is the effect of horror. I think he's consumers. aware of what he's doing for sure. Exactly. And I, and I think he's also experimenting and mm -hmm. might not even be sure of what answers he's reaching. But right. he's, he's really trudging to get there. Hostile One kind of, along with Saw, kicked off the whole idea of torture, torture porn. porn. Yeah. Hostile Two kind of calls it all into question. And, mm. and um it's not quite like a funny games level of why are you watching this? Yeah. 
but it's 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 more of like a why is this such a believable thing mm. why is this something that we believe could happen but whereas hostile one is about a couple of dudes who go out to europe they want to get you know get high get yeah. laid have a good time and then they get stuck in this hostel hostel two is about a trio of women who are kind of doing the same thing but also two guys that are purchasing them at the hostel. Whoa. Two, one guy's real gung-ho. Like, you know when you see someone from war and you know he's killed someone? We're going to be like that. Whoa. And another guy who's, like, kind of nervous about it. Roger Bart plays him. He's awesome. Who's Roger Bart? Um, you'd know him if you saw him. Okay. But uh, he's uh, he's kind of nervous about yeah. it, but he's kind of just going through it because his, his bullyish friend is, you know. And so we see these two things converging. Yeah. And it's interesting. It goes into... You know, it goes into just the power structures of horror. It goes yeah. into the the gender notions of yeah. horror. It goes into, you know, why is torture porn a thing? Mm-hmm. And can it be used to say something mm. besides how much can you take? Right. Horror? And uh, it, it, it just nails it. That's it interesting. Also, I mean, so I don't want to spoil anything, but I will say that when, when going into the gender politic of it, the very end of it is the most literal, you know, it. it I don't want to say because yeah, you yeah, should really watch yeah. it. But what happens to give one person his comeuppance? Uh-huh. You're just like, oh, oh, that is just slap in the face. Like, <laughs> it, awesome. Uh, that's cool. It's cool. It, it's uh-huh. you know, it's it's not the most perfect movie, but it it destroys the like I like the original, but it really beats the original, you're and s- it shows s- me that Eli Roth is like, whether successful or not. He's really thinking. He's writing the fuck out of these things. He's not just flying by the seat of his bloody pants. <laughs> you're uh, you're selling me on some stuff. I never thought I was really gonna watch. I gotta tell you. I think, I think you might feel middling about Hostel, but Hostel Two, I think, when it finally reaches its conclusion, yeah, especially because we often just talk about the gender politics totally. of the movies. It's, I, it's I just love that part of what's yeah. in in the theme of our mm-hmm. show. It's here and it's dirty and it's messy yeah. and it's large and it's in your face. But it like it's it's worth you know discussing. that's kind of why I like knock knock too exactly yeah. I mean, it's it's really there like I said it's the most literal uh-huh. it, it's cool yeah I really enjoy that movie a lot I I really enjoy thinking about that yes movie yes, a lot. yes yes it's, yes it's a tough thing to watch yeah uh, all right so I've been tossing back and forth which entry from this series I was going to deliver here and I think, I think we might be on the same one well uh, I'm go- I'm eventually going to get to something that I think we're definitely going to share but I really I spent a lot of time thinking about this and I think I'm going to go with Day of the Dead me too seriously yes oh my god my, my number two is Dawn slash Day yeah. and all day I thought about it and you know what the one that sticks with me Day the one that I, I rewatch over and over Day I love Dawn but Day, day. does it yes yep, yep. dude and I yep. loved Dawn oh, of the so Dead. Bad. I loved Dawn of the Dead. Yep. That movie is fantastic. It is clear why it's the classic that it is and how truly I think that's the one that started the genre. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. uh, it, well, that but, was the, the one that really went big on the social yeah. comedy. I mean, it's in all of them. Oh, yes. Um, especially in the first one, but the first one's kind of hidden behind mm-hmm. the rattiness of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, there's a huge racial politic in that yes. one that, that's there. But Dawn of the Dead goes into society. Consumerism. But I think Day, does but Day more is holy shit. Yeah. I, Day is so. I mean, you got Bub. First yes, off, I, which is key. such a fantastic character. Joe Carter. <laughs> yeah. Got that. It's got. It is such an '80s movie, which is like almost a dumb thing to like a movie for. I think maybe uh, 
uh, most people would perceive it that way. I don't. I really enjoy the cheese of 80s movies and things like that. It's got a lot of that stuff in it that I really find enjoyable. It's the best score. It's got an awesome score. Gorillaz sampled it. And and, it's great. Oh, yes. Yeah. And it's got one of, I think, the scariest ideas I've ever seen in any movie, which is we know they're underground throughout this whole movie and that above them is just this apocalyptic wasteland of zombies. Oh, yeah. And literally throughout scenes where like people are just people are just having conversation, I don't know, they're sitting down to eat and have a conversation. You can just hear groans. Yeah. Oh yeah. They literally live in a world where no matter where they go, no matter what they do, they're always reminded of death. Mm -hmm. It's constantly around. It's literally screaming around them. And it's kind of I love that. It's so terrifying to me. I wouldn't say it's the first step, but one of the things that's always great about the Romero movies is that it tells the story of the evolution of the zombie. Yeah, as basically the next evolution of humanity. Yes, and it's a reduction from society back to an animalistic sense. Mm -hmm. But in Dawn of the Dead, the villains are the zombies Mm -hmm. because, and the commentary comes from they kind of remember being human. They're going to the mall. Yeah. So there's a consumer culture thing. Yeah. It's hammy, but it's effective. Yeah. But in Day of the Dead, the villains are just the other people. Yes. Because they're all threatened with the idea that we're not really the most powerful thing anymore. Yes. Our Earth is inhabited by people that will destroy us if they see us. And wouldn't you know it, this one that we have captured is kind of starting to act like a person. It's using <laughs> a gun. It's thinking. It's uh-huh. acting. It's concerned about its clothing. Yeah. In Land of the Dead, it, you know, it turns into a huge social oh, yes. thing where the rich yeah. people get the towers yep. and, yep. you know, the zombies start to have personalities. Yes, they definitely have, like, some sort of communication amongst exactly. them. Yeah. They, they actually start to evolve. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in... What's the last one? Uh, oh, there's two more after that. There's there Diary of the Dead and... and then Something of the Dead. But in oh. that one... Oh. Well, in that remember. one, they yeah. develop it even further, where they just start, they start to eat animals. Oh, interesting. You know, because I, I haven't oh, seen past it. land yet. Okay, well, in the in the last one, uh, one of them eats a horse. Survival of the dead. Survival of the dead, and that's the key to the title. Is yeah. that these dead are realizing we're running out of people to Whoa. eat. Let's eat animals. Now they're just people. Now they're you just know? people. Like that's fucking terrifying. Wow, we've been evolved out. Yeah. From our like our civilization was evolved out of us. Yeah, and that's so mind blowing. You know, they're the last cool. of the greatest movies. I kind of yeah. do like Survival of the Dead because it's a western. Too. Yeah, but Day of the Dead is really the first one where it becomes real. Like we're not gonna beat these zombies. Right. We just gotta live as long as we can amongst them. Yeah. until they're the next thing. Yeah, and that defeatist mentality runs concurrent with in the eighties in America at least. It was. We are the most powerful. Yeah. We are the best. We will save the world with our guns and our coke. Uh-huh. And, you know, so to challenge that was a huge thing. Dude, I fucking love that movie. It Day I, is awesome. Oh my god, it is so fun. It I, I I don't know. I know Dawn is the classic, but Day is the one that sat I'd watch with me. Day over yeah. Dawn any day, any day of the week. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, well, that's my number two. So you All can right. jump ahead to your number two. So this is another one where I've been tossing back and forth, and it's maybe gonna blow your mind. I think I'm going to say Jason X. Oh, <laughs> all right. Uh, boy, I can't tell you how much I enjoyed that I would movie. Say, your read on it was something I never considered. And oh. I would dare I say it's brilliant. Oh, really? So, yeah, it's because it, I think you're right. Yeah. You have to be right. Right. Go, go crazy. Okay. So Jason, <laughs> okay, it's, it's not a good movie. I'm, I'm putting that out there flat out. I think I gave it two stars. It's not like it's a good movie, but it's a 
fucking fascinating, weird, wild, crazy. It was inevitable. Yes. <laughs> like, it's almost I, inevitable. Listen, it's the joke we always make. Ah, blah, 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 in space. Die hard in space. Fuck it. It's the joke we always make. They had to eventually go there. I don't know where else you'd event. You know, the, the, oh, Furious X. 10 movies in. Furious X. I'm into it, please. Uh, but, the, okay, so this is my big theory about it or whatever. But this isn't even why I like it. The, I, I, try, I was trying to choose between one of the... The only reason it's on my list is I just watched all these movies recently. Really enjoyed the whole series. Even the worst of them are redeemable in some way. They're they're all fun and weird and dumb and and cool. And I, I don't know. I, I sort of just loved... I fell in love with the Friday 13th movies, right? I think the third... The first one is the best one. No question. The third one is the one I was tossing up between. It's weird. The second one showed up on a lot of lists. Though. I Look saw that and I yeah. hated that Which movie. weird because that one didn't work. I mean, it is the birth of Jason, yes. if you will. So it's... It's respectable. I guess. That's the one I'd put on I don't on like the least. that movie. Yeah. I, I, I like, I really did not like that one uh. at all. Uh, the third one I thought was like a really fun, actually decent slasher movie that was pushing us into the midnight madness realm that the series eventually gets to. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so I almost chose Anybody the third one because I would like really like that one. Um, but I went with X because X just has a series of crazy ideas. There's a whole virtual reality of Crystal Lake that they put Jason in to distract him. Yep. And the way they do it is just by having two computerized naked... Li- they're like topless <laughs> ladies, and one of them has beer. Well, they're like airhead sex yeah. fiends, Oh yeah. so ridiculous. And literally one of them has beer, one of them has weed. They like walk up to him, and they're like, hey, big boy. And yep. they're like, it's so funny. But it also is like... This is what I love about this movie. It's like that also make that's not a bad idea. Like that also makes sense. Oh, to me. Yeah. If I was living, well, in that's the, his power. Is exactly. He runs, he runs an old-fashioned morality play yes, with murder. Exactly. It's, it's oh, I love that. And I love that. It's like these teenagers of the future are smart enough to go like, oh well, that's what fuels him, and we have this technology to build. A, that's how we'll distract. It. I don't know. I love that's like so funny to me. I love that. But this is what I fucking okay. The whole Jason series, one of the best and worst things about it is almost every single movie ends on a cliffhanger of some kind that seems like it would dovetail perfectly into the next movie, and it never fucking does. <laughs> they never embrace it. It never yeah. does. Yep. Even when Tommy Jarvis becomes a repeat character for three movies in a row, the end of each one of those movies feels like it's about to push Tommy into like a really cool area where he might be able to be like a great versus character for Jason, and they never run with that. The next movie, he's just returned to being like a crazy person that's not that interesting. It's it, it, They never run with it. So every one of these movies ends with something that seems like it would make the greatest, coolest sequel for the next movie. And it's never that movie. This movie ends with what might be the greatest idea uh, for a horror series that I, that I know they probably never touch on again or do anything with. But the whole idea is, uh, 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 you know, Jason gets sent way into the future in the beginning of the movie. He gets cryogenically frozen way into the future. And then by the end of the movie... Uh, kills David Cronenberg first. K- kills David Cronenberg first. By the end of the movie... That, by the way, this movie is really trying to subvert a lot of horror tropes. Uh, definitely doing that on purpose. One of them being that the black dude dies first. He dies last in this movie. He still has to die, but he dies last. Dies last. <laughs> and the way he dies is one of the greatest things I've ever seen in any movie ever, which is Jason gets like thrown out of the spaceship and then starts making his way through space back to the spaceship somehow to kill nice. more people. Yeah. Uh, and the and the black guy just hits his little jetpack on his spacesuit, grabs Jason, and literally rides Jason through space. He's just like on his back, like riding oh, Jason fuck, through yeah. space. And they literally just turn into a comet together <laughs> yeah. as they pass back into Earth's atmosphere. But here's where I have a crazy theory. The last shot of the movie is two kids on a lake 
two teenagers on a lake watching the comet that is created by J- by the black guy riding Jason through space, right? But the kids are dressed not like future kids. We know what future kids look like as established by this movie. They're, we, we see them throughout the whole movie. They're dressed like 80s teenagers. Oh, yeah. They straight up look like 80s teenagers. Wouldn't it be fascinating if the end of Jason X was supposed to be creating a big time loop for the entire Jason series? Oh, yeah. Because eventually that bo- what it looks to me like is these kids are watching a comet crash over the lake they're on, which could probably be Crystal Lake. That I comet it's definitely Crystal that Lake. That comet lands in the lake. Jason's back in the lake. It's the 80s again. It's where it begins. We're back to the beginning of the series. I often fantasized that there would be an entry where, you know, the the mask would, like the future Jason mask would wash up on Mm -hmm, the shore mm -hmm. and a dog would sniff it and it would latch to his face and now there's a Jason dog. Oh, I thought, it would be called Jason Rex. No, I, be, um, <laughs> I love that idea. I really thought you were about to tell me you were creating a mask crossover with with Why Jason. <laughs> actually, mask cross, crosses over with Marvel because if you remember, the mask oh, yeah. was inhabited by Loki. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's why he did. Oh what he yeah. Did. So you know, uh, but yeah, I I really Jason X is like a like a bad movie, but like a really fucking fun, weird. It knows what it's doing. It, everything 100%. it's doing, it's yeah. doing on purpose, and it's having a really good time doing it. And as far as the ninth sequel to something is the like one of the best late sequels I've seen to something, even though it's not oh, a good yeah. movie. You know what I mean? I'll never forget the day. I forget what movie I was seeing, but yeah. that trailer came on. It was like this weird CG rendered spaceship, and we're like, okay, what is that? And they're kind of dancing around it. It just yeah. looks bad. Yeah. And then Jason pops up, and the song was the Let the Bodies yeah, the Flow. And it was one of those where I I guess I was like 14, uh-huh. 15, and there's just a row of like 30 of us at a movie because that's how we it, used yes. to do things. Yeah, me too. And everyone was just like, fuck! Ah! And I think I saw that in the theater like four times. Dude, I loved it. <laughs> I really loved it. It's great. It's so fun. It's People Jason should see it. X. It actually has, it spawned one of my favorite episodes of Mythbusters ever because uh, he does this scene where Jason dunks a lady's head into like cryogenic freezing oh, yes, material yeah, yeah. and then shatters her head uh-huh. on on the counter. Uh-huh. And so the Mythbusters tried to prove if that was real or not. Oh, that's I, awesome. Pr- I guess, yeah, was yeah. it real? Is Jason real? They tried to prove if that could be done. It turns out you can't. Uh-huh. If I remember correctly, they did it by dunking a like pig's head into that. Uh-huh. And like you would have to freeze it for a very long time for it I to couldn't be like through. instant like that. Wouldn't yeah. be instant. You would just and so they would. T- it was gruesome. Yeah, but it was great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh man, I that movie. I gotta. I really want to watch it again. Actually, I, have have you watched all of them? So uh, the reason I haven't is because I am now making my way through the Nightmare on Elm Street series uh, so, so that I can get properly to get to Jason. Freddy versus Jason and when then you hit get the, to remake. the remake. Yeah. The remake is legit. Because I mean, it's not even. It could be another member of the series. What with like what you're saying, yeah, like, yes. there's really no connection. Yeah, it's just more of the same. Just Love it. Machetes, yeah. titties, yeah. And, and fire. I believe someone. If I remember correctly, someone gets roasted over a campfire. Dope. In a sleeping bag. So they're uh, really trying to transcend it. Wait, that's one of my favorite movies moments in Jason X. Uh, there's a callback to the sleeping bag kill because you know it's. I think it's like the seventh one. Yeah, he, yeah, pick, yeah. he picks a girl up inside the sleeping bag, just slams her against a tree a bunch of times to kill her. I think in the seventh or, one he just hits her like once or it's twice. Once. It's it, in at, X. It's like it's brutal, a, and it's the because re- they they cut away, I believe. Well, the re- and then they cut back yes. to that in progress. And the reason <laughs> it's so funny is that's in the virtual reality Crystal Lake. Yeah, they yeah. put him in virtual reality. Crystal Lake, two topless teenagers come up with drugs and alcohol, and it 
drives Jason mad. And the way they show us it drives him mad is we sort of like see his face as they're approaching him. And then we cut back to the teens we're with through the movie and they're yeah, doing yeah. a bunch of stuff. The real people. Yeah. And then it just cuts back to the virtual reality and he's just slamming a sleeping bag over and over again into the ground. <laughs> well, it's like, like if you point a laser pointer at any cat in the world, <laughs> yeah. no matter what, they're going to do it. Exactly. If you take. Drunken, a topless teenager, you know, lo- loose coeds, yeah. and put them in front of Jason. He's going to beat them against <laughs> yeah. the truth. It's just what Jasons do. Exactly. I think no mention of Jason X should go without the fact that they just gave us Super Jason. Oh, uh, but the same who, thing as Super Shredder from yes. uh, from Ninja Turtles, he, whatever it was. And he looks like that, by the way. Yeah, he literally looks like design, Super Shredder. Yeah. Uh, credited in the end credits of the movie as Uber Jason. Uber. Jason. I, I thought that was so funny. If I ever pick up an Uber and Jason's <laughs> driving. I'm getting in. It's I'm getting in because we're going to space. Because I am prudish, and <laughs> I will. I'm, yeah. He will love me. It'll be great. We'll kill together. Yeah. Give me, give me your number one. I, my number one. Um, it's actually wild because it's for a long time I called it the scariest movie I'd ever seen, Ooh. and it is a sequel. And it is still one of the scariest Ooh. movies I've ever seen. But scary in the way that Blair Witch Three's final act was scary, where it's yeah. just yeah, 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 crazy. Yeah. Um. Remember a movie called Quarantine? Oh, yeah. That was a remake of Wreck. Wreck, yeah. A Portuguese... Uh, I've not seen any of these movies, but I'm familiar. Well, Quarantine's just a shot-for-shot shot remake, mm-hmm. so it's kind of pointless, but it's fine. Wreck is fucking scary. I heard. Wreck 2 is legit. Yeah? Wreck 3 is even good, too. They yeah? actually do a fun subversion of found footage in that, because they are found footage. Yeah. But Wreck 2 is just... It's the same way Halloween 2 was, where it's just the same night. Oh, yeah, cool. New camera picks awesome. up. Awesome. But they start to expand upon the lore a little bit uh-huh. more. Like, these aren't just... It's not just a possession. There's, there's uh, more to it. But it's also... In it, like, the first one is just a, a like a like sort an of, infection kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you've, you, know, you slowly learn that there's a possession element to it. Okay. But it's, it's big. And it's just a single location, people trapped in a building that is quarantined. Yep. And they're just trying to survive. It is awesome. That's cool. I want to see these movies. I watched Wreck 2 with a friend of mine. Way back in the day, we were like 25... And we both we got super high, yeah. And we put it on, and she left because oh. we were watching. It and she's like, "I, I don't think I can can't handle do this." It. And I was like, "I don't think I can either." So I got it, yeah. You know, and she's like, "All right, I'll just hit me up later." Yeah. So she left, and yeah, it's, oh, it's that, that kind of a thing. Um, and same thing happened with I don't know if you ever saw the Signal, the older one. I've not seen that. It's got actually the guy from uh, Your Next and Horrible Way to Die. Oh, oh, um, uh, 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 AJ Bowen, that guy. AJ Bowen, yeah. he's in it. He's great in it too. It's actually kind of an anthology because it's three short films about oh. this signal that turns people into crazed killers. Yeah. But one's from a victim's point of view, one's from his point of view, and one's like, you know, more world encompassing yeah. thing. Same thing happened where she was like, I gotta go. I gotta go. And she's a she's a tough bitch. Yeah. But uh, hi Kate. <laughs> and um yeah, Wreck Two is not okay. No. It is good. Oh, I gotta see but it. But it's it's intense and you really gotta strap in. Yeah. But that's a sequel that is better than the original and is one of the scariest movies ever made. Ah. Wreck 2. I gotta see that. Good shit. Uh, th- this would not be my number one on my list, uh, but it's the last one I'm going to tell you. Uh, people might argue with me about whether this is truly a horror movie, but I it's again another like... I know what it is too, because it's an honorable mention of mine. Oh, uh, yeah? Can I guess? Is yeah. it Aliens? Uh, it's not. It's, <laughs> it's Prometheus. Oh. It's okay, Prometheus, yeah. I love Prometheus. I really, really liked Prometheus. Uh, and I think that's why it ended up on this list. I don't think it's better than Alien. I don't think it's even better than Aliens. Uh, but I am fascinated by. I don't know how to explain. It's like it's really, movie. really beautiful. I still stand by. That is the best IMAX best 3D, 3D experience I have ever, I've seen. ever had. That last sequence oh. of the the uh, 
alien birthing from the uh, the yeah, Ron yeah, Perlman guy. Yes, yeah. Uh, not Ron Perlman. Uh, yes, an alien the, before, the big Easter uh, yeah. island head thing. Yeah. What do they call them? The uh, they were called something. I know. Oh, uh, uh, engineers, it, or, engineers or yeah. something yeah. like that, yeah. right? Yeah. Engineers, yeah. That is some real shit. Yeah. That was oh, cool. uh, th- and I've and seen the movie twice. I can close my eyes and picture that shit. <sighs> that is scary shit. That abortion machine sequence. Oh, awesome. Oh, oh, awesome. Yeah, dude. That's some body horror. To yeah. The max. yeah, yeah. Uh, it, so it's like I, you know, I, I, horror movie, maybe, maybe not. Whatever. I it's think it is. it's got some thrilling horror like sequences in it. And I think is way better than anybody gave it credit for, just as so a movie too. altogether. The characters sometimes make baffling decisions. Yes. I, I will always defend Charlize Theron for not dodging out of the way of that thing. Yeah. That's called panic, y'all. Yeah. It's what happens. That's what happens. Uh, yep. Uh, Plus, she was beelining for the the thing that would keep her alive for another yeah. three years. There's a whole argument in that movie of the long run versus mm-hmm, the short run, mm-hmm. and the long run wins. Yep. The short run gets you killed. Yep. It's... Yeah, that that's a thematic that's, thing that's yes, important. Yes, exactly, exactly. I really like that movie. Uh, and it just, it really stands out to me as, whatever, a sequel we don't need, mm-hmm. but one that is doing so many interesting things in its own right. It's called Prometheus. You don't even need to think of it as a sequel to that other You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, it, it is doing so many great things in its own right well, it that I think it's really worthwhile. Technically a prequel, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that is. I I like that movie. A lot. Really like that movie. Yeah. There's some. The, the actually the, the one thing I have a problem with is when the guys who fl- are flying the ship, mm-hmm. uh, Selba, uh-huh. when he's flying the ship as I gesture, flying, <laughs> yeah. um with my steering wheel. <laughs> that was weird when they all just kind of like next time I'm driving and they just killed themselves. I don't remember um, that. They crashed the ship on yeah. purpose and just sacrificed their own lives for it. But they were such non-characters that there was no weight. It doesn't matter, decision. yeah. It does fit, once again, into the, thema- yes. the thematic short-term versus long-term. But it's a weird thing. But outside of that, I think that's a great flick. I just think that's a great flick. Yeah. I'm, like, really excited for Covenant. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I will defend Prometheus really to, like that to movie. the end of the day. That's yeah. a cool flick. I remember that was one of the only times I've ever had this experience. I saw it with a buddy of mine. Uh, we used to see a ton of movies together. Uh, and normally when I see movies with people, I don't know if this is just happenstance, but we all walk out of the movie and we either all don't like it or we all like it. Yeah. yeah. It's like very rare that... Let's just see Blair Witch with my dad. <laughs> right. Uh, it's very rare that we're on extreme opposite ends. Uh, I want to see it with this dude I see a lot of movies with. The whole time, and normally, if somebody is having a bad experience with a movie, I'm having a good experience with. I can like feel it. Oh yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? You can like feel somebody not enjoying a movie. I was sitting in Prometheus, like thrilled the whole time. Just in, I was like, I just thought it was beautiful. We saw it in 3D. I had never seen a 3D movie that looked that good. I loved the whole movie. I didn't. I loved it so much. I didn't even realize he was hating it the whole time. <laughs> it literally, the credits started, and I was like, that was great. And he was like. That was terrible. That's so funny. It was like the only time that's ever happened. I do I, get, I get it. it. A little yeah. bit why people hate it, but it's it's one of those where it's like this uh, this is me defending every movie. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, "Well, what did you want?" Mm-hmm. Like I what did you expect? Yeah. I think they gave us what, yeah, what yeah. they advertised. Yes, exactly. Really very cleanly what they advertised. Yeah. I, I, this isn't King fucking Lear. This yeah. is Prometheus. Exactly. This is the one with Michael Fassbender as a David Bowie loving robot <laughs> man. Like, come on. Which, that was awesome too. Yes. Was it David Bowie that he liked? I forget what it was. His name was David. I know that. His name was David. Oh, what did he like? He watched that Bowie? one movie and then he wanted his hair cut like the, the actor in the movie. I think that is Bowie. Was it Man from Earth that he was watching? Is that just another on the nose thing? kind of cool. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Not sure. 
Maybe. I, I don't know. I don't remember. Let's wrap this baby up. Let's tie a bow on it. Hey, let me let me just let oh, me just hit do me with this. something. I just want to. I, I want to. Oh, you got a honorable, couple mentions. honorable mentions out oh, there. Oh, we got one more thing to do too. So one of them was Bride of Frankenstein. Ah, I've never uh, seen it, and I know that's great. like the classic. Yeah, uh, Wes Craven's New Nightmare. I got to see that. It's coming. I had Gremlins Two, Evil Dead, and Aliens on there. I had Devil's Rejects on there because that was that's definitely technically a good like a sequel, sequel right? But to it's, it's House of a Thousand Corpses. Sequel to House of oh, Thousand okay. Corpses, and it was one where. Where, like we said before, they had a good idea and didn't know what to do with it, and then they found out what to do with it. And then my last one was actually Curse of Chucky. Oh, uh, I've not seen... I've seen some of maybe the original Child's Play. That's about okay. it. Well, the original Child's Play is a good horror movie. Yeah. The sequels are just like, you needed sequels, so yeah. they make it a trilogy. Then we jump into Bride oh, and Those Seed, comedy ones, weird, yeah. Which are fun, but they're very weird. Curse of Chucky returns to the original. The ah. star of the movie is Brad Dorf's daughter, so that's uh, kind of fun. Cool. And it 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 does take place in the same world as all those sequels. Yeah. And if you stay through the credits, it ties together the entire thing in a bow ah, brilliantly. That's cool. Yeah, Curse of Chucky is really cool. That's it's cool. It's a lot of fun. It's just a slasher, but it's, it's and fun. Th- and that one is more like an actual slasher. It's not the comedy slasher the other ones are. It's, I mean. It, a little bit, but not so extremely. After the first one, Chucky's always been a little bit okay. funny, so it does have that, but it is just a fucked up horror movie. It's not like a relationship comedy that stars Chucky? No, no. <laughs> like it actually goes back yeah. to the idea of what if people didn't realize that a this toy doll was alive? Was, yeah, you know, okay, like the cool. original horror. Yeah. That first one, though, is actually legitimately I do remember some really scary shit in it. I saw it on, like, USA used to play that movie in the afternoons. I think I saw it a couple of times, parts of it. Uh, so what do we got to do? That last thing was, what do you want to see a sequel to? Oh, yeah. Okay. Did you so think of one? I did, and it's weird because I don't know if I want this sequel, but I sense we're getting it, so I want to pitch how it should be oh, done. Oh, okay. And it's It Follows. Oh, yeah, right. Um, I thought about that. I don't want a sequel to It Follows because I think it really gets all of its thematic stuff out of the way perfectly. Me too. It's a perfect bubble. I don't it's want done. more explanations. It doesn't need to be exp- expanded upon. But... That concept yeah. of a ghost that you pass via sex yeah. can be mel- like, is it going to be called It Follows 2, or can we just take the same concept? Yeah. You know, like, we could make another movie about a leprechaun that's not leprechaun. We could make a movie about yeah. a deceptive genie that's not Wishmaster. Right. If we took a similar concept and had that happen on, like, a swingers cruise, uh, <laughs> there's oh, a I fun this. slasher movie. This is there. like the Jason you X version saying? of It Follows. Exactly. I love I, it. I don't think it, fo- I think it Follows is perfect, yeah. and I don't think it should be sullied by having yeah. a sequel. I have a feeling we're going to get one where they explore the origins right. of it, yeah. or they just apply the, the conceit the of conceit the gimmick to, more to another thing. Yeah. But if you're going to apply the conceit, then I say let's make the movie that Tarantino wanted and go fucking big, gnarly, old-school, I'm talking blood. I'm oh, yeah. talking dicks getting ripped off, titties getting flown yep. out, I, everything. I t- I, I'm talking people, you know, like uh, vindictively fucking others that they don't that that they don't like, right. Just to get rid of it, yep. knowing. But you know, it, like there, there's the there's a law out there. If you have AIDS and you have sex with someone and they don't know and you don't tell them, you can get a murder charge. Whoa. I'm talking about shit like that. Yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah, yeah, fucking yeah. people just like, oh, I'm going to pass my curse on to you. Or people not knowing, and now they have the curse. And it- well, you just, what you made me think of was like, it didn't register with me right away at first, but Swingers Cruise, I just realized is like, not a tight space. It's big, but it's tight because it's full of people. Yep. You know what I mean? So well, I like to say. They start dying mysteriously, and you're looking around at. Which person is the follower? Right. Is that person approaching me to fuck me so I can get rid of this? Right. Or are they the follower? 
But what I immediately imagined was the what I would assume would be the finale because you start small and slow and yeah, you yeah, build yeah. around the boat. But I immediately imagine the finale, which is basically a Where's Waldo of people that are fucking and murdering each other oh, yeah. all over this boat. You know what I mean? Like that's uh, that that's a very crazy image to me. It would be wild. I kind of like that. It could be done. I don't want it, but if we're gonna get it, yeah. like I said, that's you a pretty wild go, idea. I like you that. You should crank it up to yeah. twenty five and go fucking big. Yeah. You know, just just it's in the Playboy Mansion or something. It's got to be so off the wall that you can, you know, like the same way that that the Halloween sequels, they're they're also off the wall yeah. that you can really still view the first one in a bubble. Yes, yeah. If you're gonna go off the wall, like you just go big. Yeah, just make it go shameless. Yep. Eliminate all of the art. Eliminate all of the thematic work, and just yep. turn it into a gruesome gimmick. Yeah, I'd watch it. I kind of did a similar thing, although I don't have a pitch for this necessarily. I kind of do. It's just a thing where I know it's been talked about, uh, and I'm interested in sequels to this, actually. Uh, Creep, oh, the uh, Duplass movie. He brings another guy. So they, um, the, the guys that made that movie uh, pitched it as a trilogy, apparently. Mm. They've not talked about what that means or how they would make it a trilogy or anything like that. But my the second fi- part was the overnight. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, my favorite concept in Creep is what's revealed in the very end. Uh, so spoilers for, for Creep if you're listening to this, but what's revealed in the very end is, uh, uh, you know, he is a slasher, and he's the star of his own series of slasher movies that he has made. Remember, there's that case uh, yeah, that he yeah, puts yeah. the tape in with different people's names on we it? We could see another tape. We could see, see another like tape, tape. And yeah. what I like is... Here, but here's the thing: if we just watch another tape, that's not interesting to me. Yeah, because that's the same thing essentially. That's the same as if we didn't do a supernatural Blair Witch. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's the same thing if it's just another tape, right? You could definitely have fun with. Well, how does he coax another person into a murder? I, I think you could do that a hundred different ways. Yeah, yeah. And it would be fun every time because it could be wildly oh, different I would do every one time. Where he goes on an online date. Right, yeah, it's it could be totally different every time. It, it wouldn't even be in the same location necessarily either. We know that was not necessarily his house. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it could be different places, different situations, Ooh, different how scenarios. He got the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Different scenarios, different situations, blah blah That's blah. That's a really good choice. But what I think would be most interesting would be an entire movie where because it's creep two, we know we're just watching another one of his tapes. But another one of the cool things that happens at the end of Creep is there's this weird sort of double jump scare where we've been watching this whole movie and then we reveal uh, the end where the axe comes down on the guy's yeah. head and then all of a sudden the camera turns around and it's Mark Duplass watching that movie on his own computer screen. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. what we've actually been watching is him filming the movie that he already filmed on yeah, his yeah, like yeah. computer screen. So there's this weird sort of like break in reality to do like a double jump scare. I like the idea that if we're going to watch another one of his tapes, which would ostensibly be boring because we know what is on those tapes, that somehow at the end we break the reality again to reveal some, I don't know what, but something that makes it so that that's not necessarily what we're watching. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. think we're watching another one of this guy's tapes, but we break the reality at the end to reveal it's, there's another layer here yet. Yeah, you yeah, know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I'm trying to think. I don't know what to, it would be. That, I don't yeah. know what it would be. But I think that's the only way to make it interesting mm-hmm. is for there to be some layer that we still didn't know about even once we revealed all the information at the end of the first creep. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? No, I know exactly what you mean. I'm trying to figure out a way. It's funny because that's what they they <clears throat> that's what they failed to do in the wraparound story of VHS three. Ah. They try to add another layer to it and it, it actually just kind of doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Um 
but yeah, it's the, it's it's tough to try and figure out. I don't know if I could oh, pinpoint kind of it. Yeah, but I, it's it's. I feel like that's one of those things that's worth thinking on, and I would imagine why we haven't seen a sequel to Creep because I feel like it would be easy and quick to make. Because I feel like they gotta find that. What's that other hook? What's that thing? My hook is I would have someone who's savvy to his tapes oh. showing up trying to take him down, but ah. playing into the the victim. Like oh, I like this a lot. And then trying to. You know, trying to not end up as a victim, yeah. but trying not to let... Because one of the fun things about Creep is that for the first half of the movie, you don't you know don't who even the know. Creep is. Yeah, you have no idea. You know, he's a could little be weird. one or the other. Could, you know, you don't yeah. know who's going to kill who or who's going to poison who. Yeah. They, they fuck around with that yes. a little yep. bit. Yep. That would be kind of neat to have someone who's like, listen, my friend went to go visit this guy and disappeared. I think I have evidence. Yeah. I think he's up to something, Yeah. but I'm not sure. Let's try. Yeah. You know, and then going to do yes. it. And and being like us, not sure who the creep is, not sure where his friend went, but trying to to undercut that. That's pretty I good. I like that. Yeah, yeah, that might be a better pitch. I like that. Creep That's good. had the best foreshadowing I've ever seen. Oh, uh, that which was the skull, skull with rock the shattered with the oh, shattered skull. I love it. It's insane. I love it. I told him what he was going to do. It's also such a hilarious moment where it's uh, a heart. Mark Duplass <laughs> is like, "Do you see it?" He's yeah. like, "Yeah, it's a heart." Yeah. And Duplass literally looks back at the camera like. <laughs> it's so funny. He's great at that He's movie. He's so good in that movie. Really, really good. People should see Creep if they haven't seen yeah, it. Creep, Creep is, is really good. good. Primo stuff. Oh yeah. Let's wrap this baby up. Let's put a bow yeah, on it. I'm into it. At I like to movie on Twitter. Uh Facebook.com slash I like to movie. This is all with the number two, the digit. That's right. Um I like to movie.tumblr.com. You can Hell find yeah. me at Dan Scully on Twitter, Letterbox, Facebook, all that shit. Uh, log places. on to cinedelphia.com yes. uh, for reviews that we do for them. And uh, I think that's it for me, guys. Thanks. Find me on Twitter at Philadelphia. I've been tweeting a lot lately. Some good jokes, some great movie reviews. Those are also on uh, letterboxd.com slash Philadelphia. I review every single movie I watch. I'm almost up to 400 reviews in the wow. last two years. Uh, you can also find my reviews on farsightedblog.com and thatentertains.com. Uh, and I think that'll do it for me. Let's get the hell out of here. My name is Garrett Smith, and I like to movie movie. My name is Dan Scully, and I like to movie movie. And we all know that you like to movie movie because we like to movie.